Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer? here for a celebration. You bought your tickets for a celebration. So a celebration is what you're going to get. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another great possible chance to ask yourself that age-old question. What can you offer? My name is John Cross, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Today, it's yet another episode of just me by myself speaking solemnly into a microphone. <laughs> You've ruined it already. <laughs> I am here joined. Oh my God, the band is back together. Alex Royal is here at the table with me sipping on a Mountain Dew. Now, that's a uh, green apple Jolly Rancher flavored tea, my friends. Oh my God. You know, it's actually fitting that we're here potting in the Sheezy on the same table we did the first episode because this is our one year anniversary. I know. How I, I sent that to you earlier this week. I was like, holy shit. We've only been doing this a year. I feel like we've been doing this podcast for fucking eight years as fucking, like, uh, as, as depressed it as I It seems like just yesterday we were sitting at the table. John was talking about his somber 2017, <laughs> crying about his back and punching drywall. And here we are a year later, and John's basically a full-time wrestler. And before uh, yeah. the, before the yeah. podcast... I'm less full-time I than actually, I was when I was full-time. I actually feel bad because... Um, when John got here today, he brought a he brought me a gift for the one year anniversary for mm-hmm. what can you offer? And sadly, I have nothing to give him. So oh, that's good. You know, it's it's upsetting, but you know we're gonna move we're gonna move on from it. We're gonna chart that's it up good. as a as a loss and just move forward. That's fine. I mean, I've I've been known to uh, forget gifts in my days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the archives. But um, you know, we we're here and it's the tenth anniversary. But we came here with a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. We do. And um, I'm just going to drag this out. I don't want people <laughs> to like be on, the edge, be on the edge of their seats. No, no, it's not Tim Rockwell, <laughs> nor is it Brad Eubanks, oh, fuck. nor is it Travis King. And yes, that's a plug because he's a listener and he does OK Andy Scene, and that's just free publicity for us. But we're here with Steven Cruz. Woo! Cruz, first time on the podcast First time in the shop? First time in the shop. First time in the podcast. He walked in wearing all black, looking like death. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. So, uh, what's, up, what's up, man? How was... Uh, not much. Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was the one year. I would have dressed better. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone's like... I mean, Nobody John, really cares. No, John never wears shoes, and I have my sleeves all too. And honestly, so, like, we're like... We're like I, I looked, I was like, when? It's been one year, and I looked, and I was like, we've got 46 episodes or something you know so we've missed a few weeks here and there obviously we didn't we missed as many as i thought we did though we did some three-week months and yeah yeah i just i, I was like fuck i you know so i guess 52 would be the full you know span or whatever but uh anyway. does that include bonus episodes i don't know hells yeah fuck if I know. all right well so we're here we're back back in the saddle um making it happen cruise like you know we Kind of people kind of see you now. They see what you're doing uh, within WFC, UWE, any other places you're working right now. Um, I'm working uh, KWR up in Kansas. Uh, I worked at Prince Mahali up there a few weeks ago. I hear that's badass. Uh, it was a great show. They got a great production. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely going back again. I think they're running sometime in November. Hopefully, oh, nice. sweet. Um, 
Then uh, I was, just worked Empire. I worked Double D there a few weeks ago as well. It's you know a little lower promotion, but it was a little payday and a chance to work you know Double D, who's nice. pretty it's damn hey, good. Absolutely. It's pretty experience good. Experience was worth more than the road trip. So that's cool, man. Yeah, I noticed you're. Uh, seems like you're picking up more bookings lately. Yeah, I'm trying to get as many in, just mainly because you know got a kid on the way in December, so I'm going to take, you know, hey. cut back and then pick back up, like, around February, so. I was going to say, like, you taking on more dates, you got a kid on the way, yeah, you get engaged yet? No, not yet. Um, got you some know, plans? Working on that, you know, just all getting right. all the, the baby stuff handled, and, you know, that's a big ordeal. She'll be here in December, like I said, so. What if yeah. we could get someone to propose on the podcast? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> Would that be a get? Sa- sadly, <laughs> sadly. Crews proposing, I picture it being like a cemetery or something. Like, he like he like rents out the dug up ground before the funeral is supposed yeah. to happen, yeah, 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 and just does the ceremony there like before that. Yeah. He like he like, yeah. he like accidentally like like you know knocks knocks his girl's glasses into the grave or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, could you grab those? And when she turns around to pick them up, he just drops down to one knee. Yeah, uh, I kind of so like how you just kind of gave up on wearing Stephen Cruz shirts and started wearing horror film <laughs> <laughs> horror <laughs> film shirts like, to, to the I'm, ring. I'm on board with that. I'm yeah. so on board with that. Oh, you have man. no idea, like how, like, because I have you know John Cross shirts and stuff now, and I, I'm like, like when I when I do the shows where I'm not wrestling, I typically wear my uh, whatever you call them, my fucking Avenged Sevenfold jeans and my uh, <laughs> what do you call my, them? My, uh, my Chemical Romance. Yeah, my Chemical Romance <laughs> jeans, and uh, and uh, then uh, I then I have to wear a John Cross shirt, and it pisses me off because I look at it and I'm like, I have to wear that shirt because it's my shirt and I want to sell them, but. Fuck! I would rather wear this goddamn Freddy Krueger shirt instead. <laughs> like, yeah. I would much rather wear this uh, um, fucking Forever Midnight or Exorcist shirt. But I was like, I guess I gotta wear the fucking John Cross shirt. But no, I dig the uh, Friday the Thirteenth shirt, man. I dig it. Yeah, I only really started doing that because I went through uh, to get some shirts made, and then the guy just kind of gave me the runaround, and the process just took forever. So by the time the show came around, I didn't have anything, and I was like, eh, "Well, I'll just I'll just wear this. It matches the gear at the time." So oh, yeah, it kind of works for you too because it's it's funny how good it works considering you're a baby at WFC. You yeah, I mean? it's a, like, a little weird. You know, it's kind of like how Wes, you know, was getting over pretty well, and yeah. he'd come out wearing five different demon masks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I definitely know you. You got, you definitely got over doing it because when we did the whole uh, jump you out of the villains. Yeah, it seems like the next time you came out when I was in the ring, it was like roaring. People just like they wanted you to just put an end to the villains. You remember that? It was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, the villain villains were pretty hot, and everybody hated them. So yeah, that was, was, it was a good pretty time. easy to get the crowd behind yeah, you. Yeah. I look back on the villains gimmick, and I'm thinking to myself like, when we were at our at our peak, we were all in like nice clothes, and you know, had all the belts. Like it was so hot. Everywhere in the crowd, it was like a villains T-shirt. There was yeah. You know, at the time you look at it and you think, you know, it's gonna be like a top baby face, you know, selling company. But dude, there was more red and black and white shirts in that crowd than anything. I haven't really seen anything take off like that since. So maybe, maybe one day. Anyway, I'm tired of talking, John. You gonna start talking? Or <laughs> I, just, like, I just want to see how long you. Oh my go. god, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's so much dead space when I talk with you. I just, I'm just sitting there waiting. I was like, you I wonder sit, how long you'll go. There, you sit there and play with your knife and like sip your tea and don't look anybody in the eye and like you need to like start like you need to get back on your game. I'm just, dude. I'm just wondering. I was just like, I'm gonna see how long you'll you go. Th- if you think for a second you're gonna get that goddamn demigod respect that people give you online here, it's not happening. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to come here and get a little dose of reality. Well, fuck, we gotta guests let's talk to our guests I, I just i mean we're gonna jump around like crazy because that 
is what we do. But let's uh, let's break it down, man. Let's talk about wrestling. So uh, where does the uh, where does the uh, love for wrestling come in for you? How young did it start? Um, I was probably like twelve, early attitude yeah. era, just like pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah, same. Now. Yeah, same. Um, I liked it, you know, a little before. I'd see it on TV, mostly WCW stuff. Right. So. I liked Sting, but it wasn't quite Surfer Sting. It was when his hair was, you know, he had just like kind of stopped bleaching it, that in between phase. So like I was kind of in and out, and then kind of didn't really care because I watched a lot of sports, basketball, football, mm-hmm. that fun jazz. So I started watching again once I was flipping through, and I saw uh, early Crow Sting, and I was like, well, this is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then you know I had a friend who was really WWF at the time, and he would tell me about it, and I'm like, well, what channel's that shit on? So I was finally found it and then you know yeah. I, you know just like everybody watch the main event of raw while you watch the undercard of wcw nitro right right so you get you know a bunch of good wrestling and didn't have to watch all the dumb shit like the oddities or whatever the fuck. yeah 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 i mean so. yeah sting is the crow sting is is the first selling point for me as well and then i got into stone cold and whatnot shortly after that and it was kind of it was over for wcw at that moment but um um, so, uh, so how have you, did you maintain like a, like a love for Sting for a long time or how did that, what, what, who, yeah. who, tell me about some characters that really stood out to you. I mean, I would, guys that the older I get now and the more I've learned about wrestling and being inside the business, oh, of course, there's yeah. so many guys Changes. now that like, I didn't realize I appreciated so much. Like I didn't yeah. realize how much I really didn't look forward to a Dean Malenko match, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. sure. and you know, all those matches he did in ACW, right. early WCW. Um, but I always, you know, I still like, you know, I was young enough. I like characters, so like, yeah. I always like Chris Canyon when he yeah. was Mortis. I always thought like, yeah. even though that was a little late, like some people would say, right. like Glacier was the character like three or four years before would have been huge, right? And then reality area just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't so, work. Yeah, guys like that, uh, you know, it's easy to love and hate Hollywood Hogan. So yeah, absolutely. But WCW is always, you know, Sting Hogan. And then there's a bunch of people I hated, but I always liked, you know, Ultimo uh, Dragon. Oh, fucking uh, A, yeah, absolutely. Rey Mysterio. Uh, any of the J- Japanese guys that came in was always different. Yeah. And then, you know, WWF Stone Cold. Yeah. Rock, the, the basics there. Yeah, I was, uh, I had some YouTube on the other day, and it was like running through old Rock and Sock Connection stuff. And yeah. just watching the crowd explode around that era of wrestling. It's easy for today's superstars to be like, oh, well, we're, we're better than the Attitude Era. And Cody's on record saying that. Like, Attitude Era was a lot of trash matches and stuff. But look at the damn reactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you look you look at, you know, the This Is Your Life segment, people were going apeshit for that. And it's just yeah. like, you don't see crowds lose their mind like that before, you know, anymore. And to pivot back to one of your other points that you said, talking about wrestlers, you know, when you get in the business, how your mindset kind of changes on them. Speaking of Hulk Hogan and Hollywood Hogan, I think he's one of those ones that kind of hits three different points because growing up, it's easy to love or hate him, you know, and then you get, yeah. then you get to start being a wrestler and you realize, well, damn, like, he wasn't that good in the ring, you know, like, and then, then you're in the business for three to five years and you're like, well, shit, like, Hogan's the man, you know, because, like, look, he did, he did everything, yeah. kept himself, you know, he protected himself all those years had the best reactions and had the most simplistic move set you could yeah, think yeah. of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, I don't know. I, he, he always jumped out to me as one of those ones where if you uh-huh. work it long enough, you, you really start to love Yeah, I mean, guy. I was never, I've, I've never and still not a Hulk Hogan fan, but it's hard to argue that he was pretty much the greatest heel and babyface of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's just, a, that's an accomplishment of its own. crazy. But, uh, um, so, absolutely. But What about Indy? You watching Indy? Uh, I try to watch as much as I can. 
yeah. now. Just yeah. what I can get a hold of because now everything's got their own streaming service, so it's oh, kind of yeah. hard to pick pick stuff. Yeah. But I try to watch whatever I can that's indie. Uh, I really like Brody King right now. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, and then uh, somebody else I was just watching recently. I can't remember their name, but I just yeah. um, what's his name? Austin Theory. I've been him. I was really impressed with him. That dude, you know, he's like 22 and he's he's gonna be a star. Like if they let him do his his thing, he's gonna be huge. Yeah. So um, that and I watch. I try to watch New Japan when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, their shows are nine hours long, yeah, so yeah. it's hard to. Yeah. Watch everything, so I catch the highlights when I can. Absolutely, New Japan to me kind of it kind of feels like the eyes have kind of moved away from it since you know the Bucks and Omega departed. And you know, I know there's still a lot of great wrestling over there, but I think a lot of as far as like grabbing American eyes, I think they don't have a lot of that anymore. They you they know? took a they took a hard hit when uh, the Elite left and stuff, but um, they've uh, as as far as I'm concerned, like quality wise, they bounced back better than ever um they had a bad year they had a rough year i think i think wrestle kingdom of last year was pretty rough um but uh be that or, or this year I, it's hard because fucking wrestle kingdom's always like the first first month week of the year yeah. yeah so it's always but actually actually would have been this year um so they've had they had kind of a rough like uh late winter basically you would say and uh, they've completely bounced back at this point as far as i'm concerned they have amazing t- i mean fucking they've got kenta and everybody over there now so but um, they do have Kenta, but uh, and and more. I mean, it's not just him, but I mean, they've got fucking Shibata back. So I mean, like, yeah, there's there's some awesome. there's some amazing things going on over there. But um, anyway, um, so well, how about uh, backyard wrestling? You ever do any backyard wrestling? A little bit. Um, oh yeah, not a whole lot. No, no, like, fucking like like we did it for years. No, nah, I mean we we did, but the. I had a bunch of kids in, in the neighborhood we played with. Their yeah, yeah. parents, they were pretty religious, and they hated it. Yeah. And so every time they would see it, they would try to shut it down right. and cause a big stink. And my mom didn't care, but, you know, the other kids, you know, they were coddled. So sure, sure, sure. It got shut down pretty quick, and then I had a few friends who did it, and uh, it was it was pretty fun, but never nothing really lasted out of it. Did I ever tell you the story about, uh, um, see, I, I did backyard wrestling, of course, and whatnot, but... um. Uh, and that is what it is. But then I then I became a wrestler for you know whatever that's worth. And uh, my uh, my the I had family that lived near my dad, and they they were kind of like like estranged cousins. Not estranged, but they were they were distant cousins or whatever. But they had children, and the children you know they they knew I was a wrestler, so it was like it, they were in awe. Like they thought I was a god, you know, like Damon Windsor does. And uh, they uh, <laughs> they um they were just like. They were just they they loved it and they started backyard wrestling. I had uh like two young cousins. I mean they're whatever, they're eight or nine or something, and then I had and then they had a friend and they would start backyard wrestling on the trampoline, which is how I started. And uh they would always want me to come watch them, like come watch them and be their crowd or whatever. And I I would go sit out there and watch them sometimes and you know, it was it was funny. And they just they're just having fun or whatnot. And then one day, like I go out there to visit my dad. And I hear like this commotion in the backyard and I look out the back window and my aunt or their mother or the mother of two of them, um, she had a giant fucking like 10 inch butcher knife and she was slicing their trampoline up. (laughs) She was slicing it from just like one side to the other because apparently 
a uh, a kid like up the road had like fallen and broken their leg or something, and she was just afraid they were going to break their leg or something. So I just remember like how traumatizing it must have been for those children because she's out there just like waving a big ass butcher knife around, slicing this ah, trampoline damn. up. Um, they continued to backyard wrestle. They just did it on the ground, so it was actually probably more dangerous because they were pile driving each other on the gravel roads. But yeah, anyway, it made her feel better though. No backyard trampoline. wrestling has some good memories though. I loved it, man. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I remember. I started training to be a wrestler while I was still backyard wrestling, and then I told my trainer that if 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 one of his like you know whatever rules was we had to quit backyard wrestling, then he could just go fuck himself because I would never quit. And then like less than two months later, of course it just all stops, like because yeah. life catches up to you and you grow up and whatnot. Did but. I ever tell you um, this will crack you up? Um, we had started training at WFC. And Jamie and I used to have a backyard wrestling fed called EPW and um, Explosion Pro Wrestling. And it was Jeremy, me, Zach, my cousin, another guy, and then Jeremy and I doubled as a couple of mass characters. Yeah. So, like, we had a a little mini roster. We would do four shows, and then we'd do our big, big show, the pay-per-view. Like, it was a big deal, man. You know, it was, like, very well put together. We covered it in the archives. You can check it out. But um, Jeremy and I started talking, and Jeremy's like, man, I want to do one final EPW show. I want to make a ring. So Jeremy Jeremy found some wooden, you know, those things that, like, hold fences together that have the two holes in them that the wood mm-hmm. kind of slides yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. found four of those, put them on the ground. He had water hose running through them yeah. and, you know, mattresses and wood crates. And he had, like, a little half ass ring built. He's like, I want to do one more reunion EPW show. And talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And we went to our first show with Tim training. Yeah. I think we're, like, two shows in. And Jeremy has a Facebook page for EPW. And Jeremy starts promoting the EPW <laughs> reunion show, like while he's doing the WFC nice. thing. And I remember Tim had Tim had to put the put the smack down yeah, on that one. So. It. But it's like it's crazy how that all just like now you look back at it, and it's like yeah. I mean it's funny, it's funny, but it's it's it is it, it's, it, is. it goes away real quick. It's good times. I used to storyboard like because we would meet up once a month for the pay per views that we would do or what the big events that we would do. But then on uh, on. Uh, fucking myspace or whatever and like i think it was called like x page or something there was something there was a website called like x page where you could just have a little little web page or whatever and your your website would be like xpage.com slash xbwa which is what we were and um uh i would storyboard like you know the monday night raw and the thursday night you know smackdown i mean we called them something else yeah i think it was it was monday night riot and uh (laughs) Like uh, Thursday night uh, sickness or something, I think. And uh, I would sit there and write out full blown storyboards of like everything with every character and what they would do and whatnot. But uh, um, crazy. It was fucking. It was fun. It was good stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, backyard wrestling. Some of the some of the geez. best. Some of the backyard wrestling is like best memories. Though. Yeah, I love it. You them. know, like Jeremy and I got we got and crazy. Feel free to chime in anywhere with your with your memories. But we. Uh, all of our names for our shit was like from albums. It's like albums have yeah. the best pay per view names. So it was like Creed had just reunited and they had their album called Full Circle. Yeah. So like our main show was EPW Full Circle. You know, it's like how it was. EPW After Full a fucking Circle. Creed album. Yeah. Jeremy, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy loved Fully Loaded. Like he loved the yeah. WWE, WWF name and he's like, oh, we're the first show Fully Loaded. Like we're going to be Fully Loaded. I think Boston did a show Fully Loaded. Of course he did. I don't know. Not to get I'm sure he did. Yeah. Ours was all albums, though. Yeah, I don't think we ever named any of our shows. I just know, I remember we, 
we made our ring. It was late '90s, so uh, futons were you know popular yeah, yeah. everywhere. And so we got like four big futon pads and laid them on the ground. Yeah. And we just had a bunch of lumber and old. Uh, our ropes were uh, old, uh, just cable wire, like for running cable for your TV. Oh yeah. Uh, and shit. so we wrapped them on there. And the first time somebody hit them, like all snapped and all the poles fell over. <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, yeah. fourteen year olds trying to engineer something. They have no idea what they're doing yeah. with like just a hammer. So yeah, I was always so cheesy. I was like. We had the trampoline, yeah. and my grandpa had took an old pool tarp, and he cut the center out, mm-hmm. and then laid it over the trampoline, so it was like he had a ring skirt, so yeah, we hit yeah. all the matches and shit, and then you have the trampoline in the middle, but it, it never had ropes, so we'd have matches on there. I was never cheesy enough to be whipped off fake ropes, so I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, I'm coming back. Like, yeah. I, ne- I never did that. So anytime someone would whip me off, I would like act like I was about to fall off, yeah, and yeah. turn around and run into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I guess, I guess you do what you gotta do. Believability, yeah. Yeah, we, do it, motherfucker. We, started on, we started on trampoline and we had a big ass fucking like uh, metal, I don't know what it was for. It was, it was for some kind of equipment. It was a metal rack and we put like two by fours across the top so we could stand on it. It was a platform. Like it was huge, like the size, you know, probably double this table and you could, two or three guys could just stand on there and then we would fucking superplex each other onto the trampoline and then just fucking fly back up into the air and land on the spring. We broke so many trampolines. Like, you know, the welds would come broken at the, because they're not meant for that shit. And like the welds would break and we would have to like save up, you know, 300 bucks and buy another fucking trampoline. And then we'd all get together and put it together and shit. Then eventually, of course, you know, when you get older, like we, we did the whole, like we laid, we had a, we, we found a bunch of like old tires and we had like, you know, a dozen tires and we laid them in the yard, plywood on top of that. And then those big railroad, like cross beams. We dug holes, put them in, and then I, we never thought about water hose. I don't like up until this moment, like water hose, <laughs> like that. That's like I was like, I wish we would have thought of that as kids. Yeah. It probably would have been cheaper. We ended up just getting like big thick ropes, and they would snap, and then we would just tie them in knots and duct tape the knot, and then we would we would do that over and over and over again, and then every once in a while somebody would hit the ropes, and it would just snap again, and they'd fall all the fucking ground and shit. But you know, the, the ring was half a foot off the ground so it's not like you die or anything but i remember we would also like like every once in a while you'd take a bump and you just like look to your left or your right and there'd be like a fucking nail jutting up out of a goddamn thing nobody ever fucking died and landed on a nail i don't think but uh it was fucking it was sketchy for sure we had our first backyard wrestling show um and we we built it up to where it's like we did like four little backyard shows and we're like all right guys next sunday it's our it's our big show. We're gonna move the move the trampoline over yeah, yeah. to the other side of the yard, mm-hmm. and we're gonna come out of this side of the tree, and like we're gonna make it feel different. Everybody dress your best. So like Jeremy had uh, implemented a, a dress code for this, to where if you show up to our backyard, you show up in like a suit. Yeah, you know I mean, so we get there, and Jeremy's like, you know jacket yeah, yeah. at this point he's the only one that has a job like i'm 18 i'm, <laughs> still, I'm still in school jeremy's graduated to working full-time like he, sh- he rolls up in his truck and every other kid is like 12 to 14 yeah. and we're just like the alphas because we're 18 and 20 <laughs> Did not look yeah the jeremy's wrestling t- jeremy's powerbombing 12 year olds oh like my god it's, uh, fucking future sex offenders list <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he shows up and we do we do the show and the the main event was um like it's shitty some I don't know. It was just awful. And um, they pulled a chair out, and they put it in the middle of the trampoline. And the guy ended up taking, like, a pump handle slam or something. And the chair had, like, popped him off the trampoline and hit him in the head. God and what I did is split his head open. Oh. And it's just open, just 
gaping hole of meat just hanging out and he's like oh, the guy shit. the kid's just like I think I'm okay and it's like <laughs> it's like no dude like you need to go home so like he's the one that supplied like our big boombox speaker because this is way before like bluetooth shit like yeah, yeah. you know a big boombox speaker you had to carry on your shoulder to walk down and he always supplied it he went home and we're like dude just Tell your mom you just slip right on your bike or something. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 18 and Jeremy's 20 and this kid's yeah, 14 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. And we're in the backyard with this, with this underage kid. 18-year-old powerbomb you into a fucking chair. Yeah, no. Jeremy did powerbomb him through a table one time. Though. That was scary. Yeah, we never did anything with tables, but we did something. And uh, I got a staple in the forehead. But it was uh, from one of those. Uh, it goes around gardens, a little plastic... Uh, Little look, they look like little wooden fences. They yeah, go yeah, around yeah, gardens, yeah. whatever. They're just stapled together with like carpentry staples. And like we're having our little hardcore match, and one of my friends picks it up, and it's like already kind of busted, and he just hits me with it, and I'm like, all right, cool, it's just plastic, yeah, nothing. Yeah. But that staple sticking out hits me right in the top of the forehead, and like you know, you don't feel anything because it's. It yeah. goes in really quick. You're like, oh shit, that kind of hurt. But like, you know, it takes a minute, and the blood just starts coming down. Like yeah, I gave my shit. like, you know, I was like 14, got a crimson mask from some yeah, fucking yeah, staples. Yeah. But yeah. that was the worst I ever got. You talk to Doggins. Doggins still has YouTube links. He'll send you to watch Fuck his yeah, backyard he stuff. He'd be like, check this out. And he'll like, show me it. And like, <laughs> it's like EC3 out there, the sexual deviant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one guy that made it is the one that fucking was shoving stuff at people's ass. Like, <laughs> you know hey, I mean? hey, he fucking, him and Scott Steiner, man, they fucking learned. Right. That's, how you, that's how you get ahead in life. You shove shit at people's asses. That's fucked up, dude. If I was in a locker room with Scott Steiner and he pulled that shit, like, I'd probably just retire. Like, <laughs> I, mean, just, I couldn't be around it. Some old, of the ribs I hear those old old people tell, I'm like, that's not a rib. That's yeah. like assault. That's, that's fucking rape, dude. Like, like, if you do that now, like, how do you, I mean, how do those guys not get shot? Like, yeah. if somebody takes a shit in my sandwich, like, yeah, Mark, yeah, you know, I, Mark I, I Henry fucking, story, I fucking smell it. Somebody's gonna, yeah, I'm gonna smell it and then I'm gonna find out who it was I'm gonna beat the shit out of him if someone's shit in my gear Jesus bag Christ. I hear that all the time someone's shit shitting in someone's gear bag I'll put a I'll put a warm bottle of piss in Haskell's gear bag all day long that's uh, classic but someone's shit on my stuff like straight up like your shit is on my sweaty gear and I have to wash it I'm gonna have a problem with yeah. that especially back then that, that those days you know you're on the road 300 days a year like yeah. it's, you gotta go to the fucking laundromat and scrub that shit out yeah. <laughs> then you gotta travel Damn. to the next town <laughs> I'd be pretty fucking mad. There was that one time I got like four piss bottles in Haskell's bag. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like four, four, four piss bottles. Like, <laughs> what are you pissing so much for? Piled. It was, it was the night I won the HTH. I just, I was nervous. I, had to, I kept. I, I make sure I hydrated. It's my first like big main event match in WFC, and um, dude, fucking, I had to piss, piss, piss. And we're in that back room in Claremore. Yeah. And you have to walk to the front of the building to piss through the fans. Mm-hmm. And I had brand new gear on. I was trying to debut. Hell no, dude. I just pissed in that bottle. Later, I learned to just piss in a gallon of water jug and fill it up and dump it later. I see pictures from, of you from that era, and you just fucking, like, like your arms are so skinny and your body's yeah. so big. It's yeah. just disgusting. It's not good. Your hair is fucking awful. Like, yeah. like how did I ever yeah. hang out with this? This is the guy they put the fucking HGH belt on? Right. Uh, it could have looked like you with your gas, biker goggles. And hey, you know what? Mohawk. Those fucking biker goggles are over like Rover. Yeah, with fucking every other worker in the state. That's, well, fuck that now. That's why I don't yeah. wear them anymore. <laughs> yeah, here's what's funny. Here's, you want to know something that blows me away? Back when you were wrestling, semi-regular, WFC every month, UW every month, about you, what, two times a month is yeah. what you were doing? Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's about what I do now. I do two yeah. times a month. Every that's, once that's a, while, a full-time I'll do Oklahoma wrestling. <laughs> My full-time is UW, WFC, and every once in a while I'll throw in a BPW or I'll, I'll work a world-class show. Yeah. That's about it. Back then, people used to dog you 
because yeah. John won't leave his pond. Yeah. John is weirdly over in the Tulsa area, yada, yada. Now you come back, you work even less, yeah. and they suck your I've dick. had two matches. You've had two <laughs> matches, and one of them was a battle royal, and they blow you so hard. Like hmm. The first time I ever heard the, the whole podcast. John doesn't leave, I went to a, a show in uh, Arkansas, Harrison, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then I think John and Tim tagged together yeah, that yeah. match, and yeah, I was I like, that. I heard he doesn't leave. I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's in fucking Arkansas. Like, was that the one we wrestled? No, well, I mean, I don't know. I, we, me, and Tim were a tag team. I don't remember who, who did we wrestle. We wrestled. We wrestled I, you too. Remember? Did we wrestle y'all? Really? Yeah, this is for um, what's his name uh, out there. I can't remember. Natural Born Villains Jason versus Jones. STF. Was that really what it was? I don't remember. I, don't I, I remember what he's talking about. I remember the pictures from that show because me and Tim wore like little yeah. skull masks. Yeah, you yeah. did. You pulled your beard through. You wrestled us. That was really. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. I don't remember that match at fucking all. Yeah, I, don't, I remember. I remember. You I, remember guys, I don't think I met you. Guys I remember that, that show. I remember that night. I remember the entrance. I remember almost everything about that except the big for building, one match we had. Twenty foot ring. Yeah, I mean that's, that's that yeah. was not the. I've I've wrestled for uh, Jason Jones. Uh, Three or four times, like I, that was not my first time there. Tim held Tim held Jeremy's arms up, and you hit him with a waffle stomp. Really? Yep. I don't remember the match. The at match all. was weird. On, That's crazy. The match was online. It was GWF. I'd like to see that. It was a GWF. Match. I'd like to see that match. Tim and I went back and won no, this no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't now. think you guys. You're talking about something one, different. This one had. You're talking about too. the one in Fort Gibson. Yes. That's what you're talking. This okay. one was in. It was um, a different one. This is uh, in Arkansas. Harrison, Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Harrison, Racist as fucking... <laughs> I've never felt more at home than in Harrison. There, there's more Confederate flags in that town than Harrison, that. Arkansas. <laughs> Did you ever go to Harrison, Arkansas? No, That's no. where they, they have like a, a, a billboard, like as soon as you drive into town, that says something like... I don't know what it says. It says something weird, like if you're uh, like... I don't know. Being proud of being white doesn't mean you're racist or so. Like I don't remember what it said. It said some. It says something fucking like that doesn't need to be said. Yeah. <laughs> on the billboard, and like you read it, and you're like, they're not necessarily wrong, but reading that, I can tell that they're racist motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. that put that up. But like that's where like Mr. Nasty like has to be a heel because nobody <laughs> cheer him. You know, like like I remember and he loved. It. I remember Nasty said he fucking loves Harrison. That's where I remember. That's where uh, like the Rock and Roll Express was there that night. Okay. Um, yeah, different dates. Yeah. Yeah. You but, know, you're yes. talking about Fort Gibson. I remember that. That was cool. That are, that was pretty cool. That's where the dude, the dude, had, <laughs> the guy that put on the show, like was in a ladder match, right? Like that he was. Oh the main event. fuck yeah! I forgot about he this. Was, I don't remember his name oh, at all. Oh man! I just remember he's in this ladder match. Yeah. And something's supposed to happen. Like, some people are supposed to run out at some certain point or some bullshit. Something's supposed to happen. Do you remember the pre-show meeting? Uh, no, just let me finish this and you can tell me. I don't remember it really, but I just remember this match, the main event, where he's just, like, so fucking full of himself. He was on just Broken like, School. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, he's just like, yeah, and then at this point is when you guys will come out and do this and this and this. And depending on what happens, you know, that we'll, we'll do this or that or whatever. And everybody's just like... So what's the spot where we come out? What's the spot? What is the spot? When do we come out? I need to know our cue. Everybody's like trying to get the information out of him, and he just looks at, looks back at him and goes, "When that spot happens, brother, you'll know it." Yeah, he did do that. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my fucking god. Okay, so yeah. okay, so this so what was is, the pre-show? Oh, meeting? God damn. So he does the pre-show meeting. Okay, so we walk in. Jeremy and I, very new. Yeah. First couple of years, like. If I walk in now, at least I, you know, talk to people. I'm just fucking quiet. Hey, you're hot shit, man. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But you're just tossing out I'm fucking $100 bills out your ass. Hey, you whatever. I, I, I literally, these days, 
give zero fucks. He so walks. I just do me, and if you don't like me, it's just how it goes. Alex walks into locker rooms and he just he just gives people money so they don't shake his hand. He's like, no, look, just take this twenty bucks and go buy yourself. <laughs> hey, there's a couple people, new people in WFC's roster that like haven't shaken my hand yet, and I'm kind of taking offense to it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You told me about one of them. Yeah, fuck them, dude. So, <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, anyway, so. Back then, like, I'm just like, I'm just like, yes, sir. Okay, like, you know, all right. Yeah. CF, blah, blah, blah. You know, walked in, did the thing. Like, we're wrestling you guys. You know, Tim's hyping you and John up. You know, you, you, yeah, you and him up. So, walk in, go to the pre-show meeting, walk in. Hey, hey, brother, we got catering over here. Michael Berry's over there on the side. Come get some food. Like, I'm awkwardly, like, don't want to take me there. I don't want to be the rookie that takes a sandwich when the vet didn't get a sandwich, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, going through that whole shit. Pre-show meeting comes. That conversation you're talking about happened in the pre-show meeting. Yeah, yeah. He was like, all right, guys, um, thank you all for coming. This is big for me. Um, really big deal for me in my hometown. I wish I knew his name. Um, this whole town is just packed here to see it. I did an autograph sign this morning. At least 50 to, to about 100 people. He said they're going to be here out in front of Walmart. So I want to thank all you guys for coming down here. Dude. His name's Dustin something, isn't it? Is it? So he had, um, he has the, he had his trunks on. And his trunks are like... The Jeff Jarrett type pleather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the side, the seam busted. And he hadn't got it fixed. So it's opened up to where you can see the inside of his sliders. Right. And he's like, just want to let you guys know, I did get a call from NXT. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember that. I, yeah, will, I yeah. will be going there. So this is if this is my last time with you guys, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for doing this show for me. It means a lot to me. Um, a lot to everybody. And that main event match, brother, like, yeah, I'm I'm excited to do it with this. The young kid, give him a round of applause. You know, blah blah blah. Do the thing, and he's, and that's when he did the whole. Yeah, because yeah. there, there were a bunch of guys yeah. that needed to come out or something. There's going to be a spot. They're trying he, to find he, out when. He's going to be doing his thing, and he's going to be up top, and you guys are going to run out and distract him, and I'm going to meet him up there, and then then we're going to we're going to go off. Yeah. And the kid, the guy's like, okay, um, so, sir, um, yeah. when? what's what is it again? And he's when like, we come out? he's like, oh, brother. You'll know when to come out. <laughs> and the, the kid just kind of looked at his friend like, yeah, we will. Like, yeah, we will. Oh and um, so I'm sitting here this whole fucking night thinking, like, God damn, this guy's badass. Yeah, <laughs> Going to NXT? Like, you know, he's doing a, a fucking crazy bump. Like, I can't wait to watch. So we go out. We do the match with you guys. It's a 20-foot ring, by the way. So it's huge yeah, compared yeah. to the 16 we usually wrestle in. And... Um, it's like what what the hell? Do the match with Natural Born Villains. Pretty pretty good little match. Um, got a really good reaction. JD and I were playing the babies. You guys are playing the heels at the time we were heels, so like it was new to yeah, us. Yeah. Um, we get to the back and I'm like, all right, change real quick. I'm going to watch this match. So I got there and watching this main event. Dude, this guy is he's stinking it up. He's like, blow. He was blowed the fuck up. Yeah, like, from the, the get go. The crowd was pretty hot for him. Yeah, honestly, but he was hometown. He was hometown whatever. boy. He, he he got that Brad Eubanks pop. I'm re- he, he was very much like a he he like his his upper body was great. He looked great. He was in shape. He was oiled up, tanned. His legs were okay. He obviously you know he was fit. He didn't have like big legs or anything. But then he had the Billy Gunn syndrome in the head because it's like his body looked pretty nice. Then he looked like he had a seventy year old man's head. And yeah. I just remember that. And I think he even had the bleach blonde hair or whatever, too. He but. did. He had that beard that's, like, one yeah. hair and down the sides. Yeah, and yeah. Mustache. It's, like, all, like, weirdly cut. And um, I, I, I watched him, and I was like, this is at the time Balor is in NXT. Yeah. yeah. Like, Balor is in NXT killing it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, this guy's not in NXT. Yeah. So I watched this shit, and I'm like, so I'm watching I'm like, this is the main event. And then here comes the spot. The big spot. Yeah. You're going to know, brother. You're going to know. Um, they pull a ladder out. There's a table. Okay. This is this is a one time spot show. Yeah. One time. Yeah. 
There's no fucking prolonged finish. These people want a definitive, you're going over, yeah, yeah, and yeah. cheer, 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 and hugs, and let's get out the door. This kid crawls, crawls this eight-foot ladder about halfway. Halfway up this ladder. And I've been up them, so I, I know they can get tall, but like yeah, yeah. halfway. And then no one comes out. <laughs> and then I see the dude selling up on the selling up on the rail. Yeah. And you could tell he's just like, come out, come out, whatever. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, here comes these two rookies, and he just fires up Kurt Angle on them. Bah, 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 knocks them. He meets this guy equally halfway up this ladder. Right. So they're standing on like the fifth yeah. rung of the ladder. <laughs> to the point to where it's not even cool now. It's, right, like, it's right. like, if you guys fall off, you might as well fall on a pad of marshmallows, you know? <laughs> and there's a, there's a table underneath them. And they fight, 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 fight. And then they might even step down a ring. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, they, they both fall together. They yeah. both fall together through this table. And then the ref's just like... I can't move the table, bro. The ref grabs one arm, grabs the other, ring the bell! <laughs> and the fans are just like... Fans are like, what? Like, what the hell? And then, you know, match is over, boom. He gets up, shakes hands, same thing. There's no definitive finish. Yeah. Anyway, not to get all crazy, but that is like picture for picture. That's also the first night I ever got paid in wrestling. Is it really? Yep. And um, I walk to the back and Michael Berry goes... Uh, he goes, hey, brother, get your gimmicks. And I go, I got my bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I got yeah. my bag. Like, I got my gimmicks right here. And he's yeah. like, no, dude, you fucking pay line. <laughs> and he like, looks over at Tim. He goes, Tim, this kid didn't know what gimmicks were. And I'm like, I'm like, God damn. Like, right. So I get, I get in line and I do the deal. I've always been afraid of that happening. I remember I walked in and it was like, it was a shady, shady little black man. And, uh, he had like a wad of money inside his suit jacket like this. I don't know why he had to point that out. But. I got to paint a picture, okay? Because uh, I've been I thought by, I was telling a story for a second there. I've been shaved by a, I've been, I've been been with a couple of shady black men. So, yeah. Been shaved by a black man. Hey, I would. You pay me the right amount of money, I'll do it. This guy's in the locker room, okay? He has a suit jacket on. I'm trying to you know, paint a picture. He was black listeners. if you didn't know. Black, black little, suit jacket. He was little. Small, Leo black. Rush size. He was shady. And... He had a suit jacket. He had a little wad of money on the front end. And we walked in, and he was like, pulled it out. Yo, yo, yo. He kind of looks at What's you. What's up? He does the whole look at you, you know, while he's holding the money. And then he turns back around away from you. And then he kind of shuffles through some bills, and he goes, how much did they tell you they were paying you? And I was like, I don't know, man. Yo, like, cracker. I said, I don't know, like 20? And he's like, all right. Honky ginger, how much money you want? Dude, he pulled it like out of his, like, if a woman was to put money in her, her bra, he pulled, it, <laughs> he pulled it out like he that gave you handed it to me. Fucking tit sweat money? Dude, I'm just saying, like, that was my experience. So, what about you? First time you got gimmicks? Uh, actually, I think the first time I actually got paid is Still like, waiting. <laughs> no. Uh, the first time I think is the uh, first time I went to Mid South, like, yeah. two months after I started yeah. working. And I didn't even work a match. Like I just went to go meet everybody and be there. And uh, they did a uh, Drake and uh, who was it? What's his name? That uh, whatever I can't remember his name. Drake. Somebody had a hardcore match, and we were, it was a uh, lumberjack match. And we were just lumberjacks. Yeah. And I got like ten bucks for being. I nice. drove, so That's I think cool. I just got gas money. That's but cool. I got paid yeah. my first show. Really. I'm John Cross, bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got five dollars. Hell yeah. And then we were we were left stranded in the middle of the woods with no ride. Because <laughs> our fucking our our ride was in a battle royal and his his fucking appendix burst. <laughs> Gosh dang. I, I told you that, but he he and then like we just waited and waited and waited in this little shitty VFW. And then finally his wife showed back up and was like 
almost forgot you boys. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Anyway, it was just good times. Good fucking. I remember times, the first time I got man. paid at UWE, I was like, Fred's like, hey. Wait, what? Fred's like, hey. And kind of head nodded me over, <laughs> and I walked yeah. over, and he's like, he's like, here you go, thank you. Opened it up, and it was like four or five ones. Like I was like. <laughs> All right, cool. I thought you were about to say like fourteen dollars, but it's like it was four one dollar bills. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was trying to paint a picture. Oh, show, shit, I forgot show, Alex. You look. Show that I got paid good. But. You look over your shoulder, and there's like a there's a there's a crowbar next to the vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm paying you boys for that. It's like last showdown. I'm not gonna go in. I wanted. <laughs> I'm not gonna go in. Last last this, showdown so. is a. Uh, I did that ladder match with him, and I got paid pretty good. But I came out, and it's funny how Riker said it because I walked out, and he goes, Riker's like, hey man, he's like. Big money's in the small locker room, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh hell yeah, like, that's where he's paying like the boys the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got a t-shirt last show though, so that's cool. Nice. He got one too. Yep. I walked in, he's fucking cutting it with a pizza cutter or some shit. Like, it's, a, it's a fabric cutter that <laughs> looks like a pizza cutter. <laughs> On the floor, and I remember Brad walks in. Okay, I don't know if Brad was hot because like you were cutting the sleeves of the shirt when you first got it, but like he walks around the corner and he goes, and like looks in and he goes. God damn it! Walks out real fast. <laughs> what? And Cruz in there. What? Like, Cruz has. Wait, wait, wait. When was this? This UWE shirt. Yeah, the new ones. Yeah. Cruz has this T-shirt laying on the ground. Okay, and he's like, he has no scissors. And I walked in, and I was, I was gonna lend a hand because I had scissors. And I walked in, and I was like, hey man, you got it? And he's like, he's like, oh man, I don't have scissors in a pinch. This will work. And he's already cutting. So I was like, fuck it, like, he's got it. Like, yeah. it's all good. So as I'm walking out, is when Brad walks by and looks in, and like I just see Cruz hunched over cutting. Brad's like. God damn it. <laughs> Walks off real fast. Uh, hey, I paid for it, so I can do oh, what the fuck yeah. I want with the shirt. But. Yeah. Brad was yeah. Brad was on one because we had to get A, he got pissed at me and John for ruining his canvas. One. <laughs> which Justin McGowan brought a new one. Two, Wait. fucking John, um what did he do? He got he got pissed towards you in the Forgiveness, back. not permission. Absolutely. Yeah, he was he was hot, man. He got oh we're trying to get John um under the ring and fucking we're trying oh, yeah. to figure it out and yeah well he got yeah yeah he got we're we're it's 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 too it's a good story so we'll fucking tell it anyway we're trying to stay k-fizzle but we'll do it it nah. fucking so like uh so so like we wanted me under the ring right yeah. like i'm trying to get i'm trying to I'm, i wanted to get under the ring and i kept fucking saying like like when are we opening the doors? I need to go under the ring. I kept fucking asking, like, well, you know, when are we gonna do this? When are we gonna do that? I want to get under the ring. Blah blah blah. blah. And then like all b- before I know it, it's like I look out there and there's fucking just people everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I, I just hear like, you know, well, it was hot, so I let him in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God fucking damn it! And yeah. we start, um, we start just like I start trying to figure out ways. Um, I, I don't like, I don't like. I mean, if I ask for help, that's great. That's one thing. But, like, when it's like, okay, this is my problem, right? I need to get myself under the ring. So I'm yeah. like, I'll figure this out. I will figure this out. And before I know it, there's, like, five people fucking shouting instructions to me from every side. And I'm just wanting them all to shut the fuck up. So I'm like, let me figure it out because I will figure it out better than anyone else. And, and like, they're all, like, it went from, like, people wanting to, like, wrap me up in a fucking tarp. 
and, <laughs> and drag me out underneath the ring like I was like equipment or something. That actually and, isn't a bad idea. Well, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but if you completely wrap me in a tarp, like wrap it around me and roll me under the ring, what if I roll under there and can't get out of it and fucking suffocate to death? <laughs> and then like the spot comes and you're like, well, where's John at? And it's like, well, he's a corpse under the fucking ring. He's already mummified. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, then we were like, well, we'll build a wall of this tarp and, and uh, I, I don't know if he was just mad or if he was just putting it on. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it was, but, like, Fuel finally took charge of all the guys that were just standing around. And, and, and uh, I, I looked at Zach, and I was like, I was like, Zach, I want you to go up there and fucking, like, direct traffic on this. Because I don't trust any of those other motherfuckers. So, like, yeah, they went out there, and they fucking, like, made a little, made a little bridge of this tarp. And Brad's like, we'll fit on the trailer. Yeah, we'll fit on the trailer. So, God, he loves hey, to. Hey, is it long hey, enough? Is it wide hey. enough? Hey, you know what? I, I more power to him. I've I've always been annoyed by his uh, incessant need to over-explain things. Like to me, I don't need to explain every little detail of every little instance. And like even in that situation, like if you're just out there fucking with the tarp, I just let people come to their own conclusions. Like who yeah, cares? Yeah. But he, but hey, more power to him because in that situation, it was actually like a game plan. It's funny. But they're sitting there, they're doing this tarp thing, and I fucking. I hit the ground on my belly and I fucking slither like a goddamn snake between the locker room and the ring. And I slither right underneath that ring. And the guys are out there just like, when's he going to go? When's he going to go? And Zach's like, he's been under there for 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> like, you know, like he's been under there for a while. And uh, I, I, it, it worked really well. So the job got done and I got under the ring. You felt like you were going to die under there. I, I was going to, from the moment somebody like, Fucking started running the ropes. I, I, I thought I was going to. Die. I wish Stackhouse. It was that so night. fucking loud. <laughs> it was so loud that I had to like curl up in the fetal position and just put my fingers in my ears and just like fucking block out the noise. You were Facebook so live down there. I, well, yeah, I set my phone up and I just like left it over on the side and it was like it was it was on Facebook Live for like an hour because nobody would go get my fucking phone. I, I told Ling, I was like the referee, I was like, go get my phone and. He just fucking no sold. They were too concerned with that goddamn pie. Like I felt bad because we busted that pile in the ring, and Nasty came in the back and goes, "Boys, it's slick out there." I didn't feel bad. He's like, it's "I felt slick. bad when I heard that Nasty like slipped or something." It that fuck, made me it feel fucked bad. His finish. That made <laughs> yeah. me feel bad. It did fuck his finish. But other than that, it didn't make me feel bad. I mean, hey, it got over. That's all I care about. Yeah, we got a new tarp out of Speaking it. Speaking of people spilling stuff and causing a fucked up finish or injury. Pretty sure Reed fucked you out of a hamstring one time, didn't he? What the fuck? No, I think, I, I don't know, it was the baby powder spot like a year ago. I guess. Mm. About a year ago now. At it, it, was, it was a Reed spot. Yeah, and uh, whatever it was, we, it was one of those moments where Brad's just like points at you because you're standing by him. He's like, mm. run out there and do this. Yeah. So, so you just run out there. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and I hit the, the padding around the ring. It's got baby powder on it. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of slid. And <laughs> I tore my hamstring and it was like about 10 weeks and it was just black and blue and it why, never why was there baby powder in the ring? I have no there was a spot idea. there was a spot <laughs> in the match to where Reed was going to powder his hand and throw it and Stackhouse was going to move was going to hit me in the face and going to get black hold and um, Reed had held his hand over the pad. Yeah, yeah. That's there. And just soaked. Yeah. And Baby Powder not only went his hand, but Jesus went everywhere else. Christ. So when Cruz hit that freaking pad. Yeah. My <laughs> foot just slid and, you know, how you, you just kind of react. <laughs> I, just, I felt a pop and I was like, that doesn't feel good. And then I was 
get backstage afterwards, and I was like, man, this fucking hurts like a motherfucker. And then, yeah. you know, I had to keep it wrapped up for about five, six weeks. And then that's fine. Yeah, I remember what it Claremont. took 10 weeks before I could train legs again, which Jesus sucked. Christ. But you were in Claremore, and you were like, after your match, you are just laying there like, oh. and I'm, yeah, like, dude, I'm, I, I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's yeah. like, he's like, fucking hamstring. He's <laughs> laying, laying there like, like panting, face sweating, like yeah. in pain. I'm just like, man, like. Yeah. You and Reed need to square off or something. <laughs> it it Reed, happens. That's not the first time Reed fucked with some baby powder. Because he, he he got hard one time whenever we were backstage trying to act like a badass. And uh, John and I were chit-chatting. I was ribbing Scott Clayton with the nachos and all that bullshit. <laughs> and Haskell thought he was going to get it on the rib train. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, said yeah, it with his yeah. baby oh, yeah. Like this and look at me and John like, yeah. Thinking he's, a, thinking he's a badass hanging out with John Cross. Tim walks in wearing his all-black villain singlet. Out of all people... Haskell looks at Tim and points it and squeezes the baby powder on him. On purpose. <laughs> right point blank on him. And Tim just looked at him and goes, you going to fucking do that to the booker? Tim, he's, like, he's like, you just lost your goddamn push. Tim, like, Tim went nuclear from a zero to a hundred. I mean, just like, fuck yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, so you're going to pull a fucking rib on the booker, huh? Well, guess what? You just lost your fucking push, motherfucker. And just, just went fucking just... And Reed's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm please, sorry, please, I'm sorry. please. And I was, I almost want to say he was like patting it out for him. I was, fuck, oh, he was. I think he was knocking it off, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just smearing it. I was, I'm, I'm still sad to this day. I've never really been a, a, a ribber guy, but uh, I'll give you shit. But I usually don't do the actual physical ribs. But like, I wanted, and I'm so sad that I didn't do it because now that I know Reed better, he fucking deserved it. But like, um, I wanted so badly because he just left that baby powder sitting back there to take that baby powder and squirt it all like down into the bottom of Tim's bag and just fucking make him think that Reed had done it just and fucking I never did it though man I wanted to do it nah, so dude, bad Tim would have made a face he would have went fucking like... nuclear fucking holocaust on fucking Reed <laughs> god damn that was yeah, great was, man I pulled some good ribs on Reed in the day oh Reedles the most recent one I pulled on him is uh, we went to Branson for Shiloh's bachelor party my buddy he, he used to be Daxton my security guard and um, I got back before him, and I was here at the shop getting the shop ready for Monday morning opening. And Haskell's car was still parked up front because they hadn't dropped him off yet. Mm-hmm. And um, so I took this piece of paper, like a loose leaf, and I tore it off where it looked like it was in a hurry. And I intentionally wrote fucked up, like with my like, misspelled words and stuff. And I wrote like, hey, sorry, uh, I hit your car Friday. And um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't leave my insurance, but if you call this number, I'll... I'll make sure to give you my verification. Have a good day, Bill. Something like that. And I like, taped it to his window. So like I'm in here. My car's gone. I'm by myself. Door's locked. And I see Haskell get dropped off. And he just kind of walks over to his car and looks at the paper. And he's like... And he like is walking through his car just like searching his whole <laughs> car. Seeing where did I get hit from? And he's like... That's a pretty good one. Oh, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, Getting mad even though there's no, no dent or anything about on his time, car. About that time, I'm, I'm like, this is perfect. Because I'm inside. He doesn't know I'm here. My wife dropped me off. By that time, my wife comes back, and she pulls up in the car, and she gets out, and Haskell's like, you see if there's a hit on my car? Now my wife's looking at the car with him, <laughs> trying, to, trying to find the dent, and she walks to the door, and she goes, you messing with Haskell? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, so, Jesus God, Christ. Man, that, was, that was so good, though. I really, and he doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, so like, he won't. He's too ne- big time. He will never hear this, but I want to do like a reunion episode with him. Yeah. To where we're bringing him back. Like, hey, man, we're going to bring you back for a food episode. And I want to bake three cookies. And I want to tell him that they're all spicy cookies. Like, one of the three has a ghost pepper. And you got to plug your nose so you can't smell. We're going to play this the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to make sure he gets a special cookie. 
and it's gonna have a condom baked into it. To where when he take, we're like, you gotta do full, like, all right, full mouth. So like, you do it, and then it's down to the final two, and you're like, I'm good. So it's like one of us, and like, okay, same time, full cookie. All right, all right, all right. And we both slam the cookie, and I'm like, I got the hot one. And he's like, I got it. He, he feels yeah, good, yeah, and yeah. he's like, and he just like pull the fucking condom out of his mouth, like. That's what I want so bad. Like I think that's the ultimate podcast. I think we can set it up. He we won't. Ever, some, he won't ever hear this. We need to so get some I video of it. it. We'll get Travis in here to record it. He's too busy getting married for that shit. <laughs> oh shit! Well, Cruz, you fucking you've definitely changed a lot. Let's get back onto a real subject for a minute. Oh, yeah. But uh, you've definitely changed a lot in the last uh, last few months, last year maybe or so. I know you've uh, you've been hitting the gym a lot more lately, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Started a new workout program a few weeks ago. So sweet. That's good, man. It's really showed off, man. I, I, I always, like, first thing I look for in, in wrestlers and shit is uh, do they take care of themselves and whatnot. So um, it's, it's just a sad industry that it has to be, like, said that people need to fucking work out. I mean, I don't know how people grow up, like, loving and watching this shit on TV and seeing, like, muscular wrestlers and then being like, well, I don't have to look like that. <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I don't fucking get it. But, I mean, it's just better for all of us. Like, I mean, nobody wants to let a dude that can't fucking do ten push-ups pick them up for a goddamn suplex like oh, yeah like absolutely. i mean jesus christ but uh but that's good man so you're hitting the gym pretty regularly i mean uh um you following anything like popular you're just doing your own thing or what are we um, doing right now the program i'm doing is through body spartan it's a okay. savage shred it's a more yeah, bodybuilding yeah, um, focus brian cage <laughs> is a body spartan guy or was at one point yeah he's got a workout program on yeah. there yeah, yeah. Uh, his is intensely brutal oh I i'm, I'm sure. not even gonna look at that, no, that i'm not even gonna do it like i, I looked it over absolutely not yeah uh it's too much for me yeah, like, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, yeah. I can't spend four hours oh a day i hear you eat that much too i mean it's literally it's like a two hour a day workout yeah. six days a week yeah, yeah. and you're dead it's brutal. so but the program on now it's a uh, more of a bodybuilding focused sure. one so it's a uh, a lot of high reps, uh, low weight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trying to get a good, get a good pump going on. Absolutely, um, man. Body bar focus six days a week, so it's pretty good. Uh, doing the intermittent fasting with it, which how's that going? It's going pretty good. I'm getting used to the, the feeding cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually do from my work schedule is pretty good, so I do I do from noon to eight. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, Trying to fine tune the diet around having a pregnant girlfriend who has sure. every craving in <laughs> yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, fuck that. That sounds good. Yeah, ice cream, <laughs> yeah. ice cream, baby. Yeah, well, she she likes ice cream all the time, so we try to get her some every now and then. But I don't get Pickles. it as much as I can. But Cheeto pickle ice cream. Yeah, it's really uh, just fine tuning the travel I meals do. and like weekends and shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that last weekend. I was like. It's 8 o'clock, this show's not over, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's only so many options that yeah. way, you know? It's like you're starving, you're about no, to fall no. out. It's like, all right, McDonald's, like, what the fuck can I get from here? Yeah. They say, like, Braun Strowman will go by, go through Wendy's, and he'll get, like, four Baconators with no bun. Like, and that's, yeah, like, yeah. late night, do yeah. what you gotta do type of thing. Right. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, man. It's a lot of, like, meal prep and whatnot, but uh, but I think people people get scared sometimes of meal prep. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, man, just cook you up some fucking chicken or a bunch of tuna or whatnot and then throw a vegetable on top of it and just be done with it. Like, uh, I mean, and, and those bare-ass bones ones really come in handy for, like, those wrestling days when you're just sitting in the locker room and it's like, fuck, I need to eat right now or whatever, or I'm fixing to leave and there's nothing fucking open. Like, that's when they yeah. really come in handy or whatnot, yeah. but... Anyway, right on. Well, um, uh, well, tell me about. Uh, let's talk about you. So you, you've been wrestling for how long now? Um, I just hit my four-year anniversary. Okay. Um, I started training January, early January of uh, 2015. Where at? 
Uh, at Compound. Old oh, okay. Com- oh, yeah, old yeah, yeah, yeah. Compound uh, okay. with uh, CRD, with Mike 2, whatever. Yeah. Um, did that. Uh, trained there for about seven months before I had a show. He tried to get me in there like three months after training. Oh. He's like, hey, you can bump and do this. You're ready for a match. And I was like, no, fuck, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and so I waited till seven months and then uh, debuted right. in like a little tag team yeah. thing. And that went pretty well. And You uh, debuted there at Compound, right? Yeah, at okay. Compound. And then... I was supposed to do some stuff over at uh, SRPW, but that was right around the time there was like this compound versus sure. WFC SRPW yeah. shit going on, and it was always I didn't that. know anybody, so like yeah. it was all just a bunch of just bullshit always that me. bullshit, and it is all bullshit. And yeah. uh, my my training class, uh, two people in the class were uh, was Jeff the Ref. My first day walking in was uh, Jeff the Ref and Bill Black. Jesus. And then Bill Black quit training a compound and went over to SRPW, and he right. invited me, and that's when I I got to meet Riker and. Danny and them, and they, right I think on. Danny and them. I think Danny was still training or still yeah. doing his stuff at the time. And right. uh, who else was there? Abel, Matt, whatever the hell he goes by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, it's crazy yeah. to see how many people are. Like, I wouldn't say filtering out, but have definitely slowed down since, sure. since training. I mean, in my class, I'm the only person left. Really, You're I mean, mostly out of that whole year, there's probably I can't think of anybody else who stuck around. Yeah, the whole year from out of compound. I mean, Skylar Slice, they were there like a little before me. Uh, Phoebe, she came after me. Um, John's favorite. My nemesis, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen her in a long time. Well, she's just in Texas, from what I understand. I see CJ on some Texas flyers. Are they still together? Do you know? I have no idea. Well, they care. were together. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know. You, you hear you hear through the grapevine. The reason why I was asking is because you see him on all kinds of Texas promotion these days. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, I mean, he's from Okie. Okay. I might have me blocked. Mid South, so. Maybe, dude, you freaking. I don't think I ever see him. Freaking hater on her environment. Blizzard. I'm going to go spray paint the grass. Remember, I had to work her a week after that happened? <laughs> and I, you know, I know, and you wouldn't do a brother solid and black her fucking eye. What's not, that's not true. <laughs> Shit, I did send Brad a message about that. I was like, you sure you want me to do this one? John, she just I think it was it. That show where there was like three intergender matches at UWE. John, don't. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I remember McGowan's like, or not, it was John or someone's like, oh. why not just have a oh. woman wrestle a woman? Oh, it was me. Because yeah. it was, I think. Uh, and was, I was like, just like, I was just like, uh, and you know, Brad, I know you probably listen to this podcast, but I'm just telling you right now, like, it is a very strange booking decision to have three females on the roster and be like, I'll just have them all wrestle a guy in a mask. <laughs> like I'm like, that is just a weird, like that kind of screams just like, I want to be in the ring with her. Like that's how, that's how that screams to me. That's how that plays off to me. Cause I'm like, why not have a badass like women's match or something? Yeah, or yeah, triple, even if it's not, even if you have one, you know, cause UWE is unique in that it can get away with intergender matches. I like that. That's great. Take advantage of it. So you have one of those and then you have a one on one match with the other two girls. That's great. But, like, it just seems like, uh, because, and also, it like, you know, you would eat up less time because now you've got three different matches that these people are in instead of really it could just be two or even one. So, I don't know. It's just an awkward booking decision in my mind. But. Yeah. It was a weird night with yeah. a lot of people looking sideways at each other. So, <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. Gotta well, love it. Whatever. I'll wrestle Big Smooth and Zach Sinister again. <laughs> this was during my. My stretch of nothing but working them. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, yeah, that's, that happens though, man. I, I mean, it yeah. sucks, but it yeah. happens. I remember I've talked about on here before how like my first year was was built around wrestling Anarchy yeah. and Big Smooth 
over and over and over and over. I'm talking yeah. fucking every goddamn month where I was just like, fuck these guys. I remember with Cruz, I remember when I first worked with you, you were a lot bigger. You were, uh, yeah. You, you've lost a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. But you were, you were, you were bigger, and I don't know, like, I don't know what they were going with your character or what, but I had heard they wanted to build you up as this fucking unstoppable truck, you know, and like, in STF, I was the small guy. I'm not small by any means, but in STF, yeah. I was the fucking, yeah, yeah. I was the guy that took the shit. So I vividly remember telling you, like, hey, man, like, don't let me bump you, really. I was, I was like, I would come in, you'd, like, pick me up for a body slam, and, like, we're almost the same size, yeah. but, like, I'm, like, bumping like I'm fucking Rey Mysterio, and, you know, trying trying to pull all that yeah, shit. Yeah. So I remember, like, seeing you then, and then I see you now, and I think the matches I enjoy with you is, like, I want to see you fucking I want to see you like kick Reed's ass, you know. Like that's what I want to see. Your character yeah. you have is like so, you know, from your gear to your new look, which I love. I love the new style. I love the new mm-hmm. boots, like you know. But I definitely appreciate the fact that you have custom shit all the time, and I appreciate. Yeah. That, I appreciate that you have good boots. I appreciate that you have a cool fallout vest. Like I think that's badass. I want to see like someone book you against like Reed or you against like fucking Tommy or you against someone that will bump their ass off for you. To let you do all that shit, man. Like, I want. I want to see that. I want to see those those slams and pick up and fucking everything else you do. So tell me about um, that. Being said, like um, over, because I, I do feel like you, you're really coming into your own as far as like kind of discovering yourself as a character, which is something we all go through. Something I went through. I mean, I didn't always have, you know, goggles and fucking uh, finger guns and mohawks and whatever. Boxing and then, shorts. Uh, well, now that's now. That's the evolution. John Cross is uh, boxing shorts and. Uh, and Wesley Crane's blood, but um, uh, so tell me about like because uh, I dig I dig the red and black gear. I dig the Friday the Thirteenth shirt. Um, I also dig the new blue gear with the uh, the boots are fucking awesome. I love the vest, but um, boots are best. Uh, the finishing the ripcord spear like I love that move. Um, it's unique. I love it. Uh, but also, but so I just want you to tell me about like um matches that you. What are some standout matches that you've had that you have enjoyed right now that you're like, man, that was a great match. Like, um. My first time I wrestled nasty at Compound, yeah, was a uh, was a is one I always like uh, because it was look back on, yeah. It was a, it was during a week where I, it was a rough week personally. There was mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. Sure, so my mind was not in wrestling, and then you know I get the word, oh, you're gonna wrestle nasty, and this is you know nasty. Mm-hmm. You know at the time was oh yeah wrestling all the time, and he yeah, was you yeah. know t- easily top four guy in the he state. Was, he was good, and so like now. had the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had the had a match, and everything you know went great. And yeah crowd loved it and we worked great we had a good chemistry in the match and sure. then you know but after a match at least i go cool off and then i go talk with everybody see everything went and he's you know one side of the gym and he's you know talking with richard pierce mm-hmm. and you know richard pierce comes up to me and he's like oh man he loved it you know he, oh, he's, he's praising you and That's i'm like good, all right man. well good you know made me feel really good despite oh, you know how everything went yeah. i was able to put on a good show um outside of that there's just been you know a bunch i try to do the you know they say like you know quarterbacks need to have like a, a short memory so when you have a bad match you just kind of forget it and remember, yeah 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 remember what you can work on and it's, just you know it's all learning all experience so, man absolutely yeah, my match with double d recently uh, yeah. I, I was happy with that one um hell yeah i was a little nervous going into it just because i haven't worked him before yeah and yeah yeah I, our chemistry worked good and everything was fine so awesome now i'm just really just trying to work the tag team stuff because i'm not a big tag team guy like i don't right. watch a lot of it i don't 
it's a, it's, it's a skill thing, for sure. Yeah. So I, now I have to force myself to study more tag stuff. I mean, and, I, I'm in the same boat, man. I was never a yeah. tag team guy, and anytime I had to get forced in the situation, I always kind of felt out of place. So yeah, I feel you yeah. there. I like it because it's making me do different mm-hmm. stuff, and I get to now that I'm you know more of a face, got to work more of that face style, which. Mm-hmm. When I first started training, I was always typecast as like the big brute. You don't, you don't need to cut a promo. You, you know, I had Richard Pierce starting out, so he yeah, always yeah, did yeah. all the talking. That's whenever, what I was relayed whenever you first came in. Yeah, so I never had to like you know do a whole lot of talking, or I just you know just snarl and look like an asshole. <laughs> and you know, there's only so much you can do with that. Right. And so I tried to get away from that, and now I try to try to stay with it a little bit because mm-hmm. people know that, but. It's, you know, it's learning and it's fun and I try to get all the resources I can to get knowledge and Mike Quackenbush is a great guy to follow on any platform. Absolutely, Because he's man. got the best knowledge got some out there. great info. His, his book is great. His podcast he had is awesome. His YouTube show is great. So Hell yeah. Anybody who needs some good advice, just look him up. And, look up the Quack, man. Yeah. Mike Quackenbush is fucking, he's a brilliant wrestling mind. So, yeah. yeah, anybody should go check him out, follow him. He gives out some great free advice on his Twitter and whatnot. So, hell yes, man. Go follow Mike Quackenbush. Your intensity has also picked up a lot. I don't know if that's something you, like, noticed you decided you want to start working on. But, like, from the time you break curtain, or at least the times I've been in the ring and seen you break curtain, you break curtain with a lot of intensity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you and Maddox, I understand, like, that's got to be... You got to really kind of, I guess, find yourself in that niche because he is a comedic character and you're more of a serious character and, like, you know, that that can work. But I don't know, man. Like, when we were working you guys in Locust Grove, when you broke curtain, like, you immediately broke and you, like, came out with intensity. And I felt that in the ring, you know, and I know fans can feel that too. So I don't know if that's something you worked on, but that's something I would definitely keep. Yeah, I try to do that. There was a lot of advice when I first started. Uh, well, Probably before I started actually wrestling for WFC, when I first started kind of going over to the training center, Dexter was like, you know, to stay intense. Mm-hmm. And turning face, it's kind of that weird balance in between, well, how intense should I get? Should I, you know, but then I, you know, I, I kind of study other people now, big guys who yeah. who are over as shit. That's what you do, yeah. And like, you know, they still do heel shit. Like I mm-hmm. watched a Brody King match and everyone cheered his ass off, but he, everything he did was like, well, in the old traditional sense, that's heel shit. Sure. But he wasn't the heel. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, you know. Once you start realizing that there are different paths to take and stuff, and, and like, being a being a baby face doesn't necessarily mean, like, never breaking the rules and constantly going, like, come on, guys. Like, that's that's really yeah, not the only that, – that's not – yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like not – that's not God, what makes – that's not what – that's not essentially what makes a baby face a baby face. I've had to come to terms with that, like, especially with this run, like, because I don't like being a baby face either. But, um, um like – uh, this run kind of calls for it, and like, I don't, I'm not comfortable at all with going out there and being like, "Come on, everybody, yeah, clap, clap, clap." Like, I, I, I hate that. I can't. That doesn't work. Yeah. That works for some people. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I've reached out to people and asked them, like, you know, what, mm-hmm. what can I do differently in a match? And people say, you know, work the crowd a little bit more. And I'm like, man, I mean, outside of like hitting the pad and stomping your foot in a tag yes. match, you're just kind of like. Yeah. What else can my character do that that's a, that's doesn't a, make me look like a dumbass? And that's a trope that gets that that I just really get fed up with with like like vets or or whoever or just people in general when it's like like what well, you know you got any suggestions and they're like yeah work the crowd and then they that's that's where they stop they how stop do you, right how, there. Now, how you how like, do you work the crowd? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what what should I do? Know. Yeah, I'm used to telling people just to shut up or give them a shitty look. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes that was enough, and now it's just like. 
Well, if I go to a place like sometimes UWE, the crowd like this last mm-hmm. show, they were hot, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But sometimes I walk that's, out and it's just fucking dead. It's it's like I've been yeah. here for two fucking years. Come on, I hear you. And yeah. so you don't know what to do, and if you know, it can be. Sometimes it you sucks, got you, yeah. you gotta learn. It, it can be totally like it, it can kind of break you if you if you really let it get to you. Yeah, you just gotta power through because that shit's gonna happen, man. There's plenty of times at WFC during even my like heyday where I went out and there's fucking just crickets out there. So yeah. I felt like that wrestling yeah. Luke Langley. I wrestled Luke at, U- at UWE yeah. and it was right after I turned semi baby and I went out there and it was the first time working UWE. Like I wasn't a definitive heel mm-hmm. or a babyface and the fans didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I wrestled Luke in like a crickets match and like I just felt it just it's, it puts you in a weird spot, man. It can it can almost take your your psyche down. Like you're not feeling yeah. it in the match anymore. You're just there to be there. But to piggyback off what you said about working crab, and I know Tommy's a listener to this, so I really don't care if he hears it or not, but it's the truth. It's how I felt in the situation. But um, he and Reed are working as a tag team now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the biggest complaint I heard, including like hearing overhearing Barrett and a few people say it, was when Tommy's on the apron, you got to work the crab more. And I understand like people's not giving you advice, and I know I'm not a fucking 10-year vet that you know is going to give you gospel. But at least within tag team wrestling, like I accomplished the goal you're looking for, which is to win the WFC title. So yeah. I, I told him, I was like, I was like, hey, like, you know, I was, I was just in the ring, free advice. I just said, hey, like, when you're working in the crowd and like you're on the apron, Reed is always going to be the guy that generally gets his ass kicked. Mostly because you're more experienced, you have a, you have a better move set than him. He sells his ass off, he gets the tag. People should be feeling sympathy for him. That's so when they tag weird. you, yeah. they go ape shit. But if you're on the apron letting him get his ass kicked and you're not getting the crowd into it, yeah. they have nothing to fire up for. I'm not saying, like, you know, slap and hop him down and run crazy, but just look at him every once in a while and reach for him, you know? Give him something. And, like, the whole time I was giving this advice, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, like this, is, this, is, this isn't gospel, but it's something that could help you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I got, like, response back to me that was almost like, oh, we got it, brother. Like, that kind of thing. And Reed kind of walked away, and I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, I, I kind of felt that they were disconnecting and I said hey you don't have to listen to a single thing I'm saying but I've done it and um, I know no, we're, we're cool and I kind of got out of the ring and I walked away and Jeremy Jeremy looked at me and he's like he's like well that didn't go well I was like I don't really care so I mean, if and, people don't want to take advice that's, that's yeah, all yeah. it's that's not on you yeah and I'm sure I'm sure Tommy will message me after this but it's like that's just that's just how I felt in the moment you know? I mean and I watched the match and uh, I did notice that like Tommy was basically I mean for, for the most part Tommy did not worry about the crowd or worry about getting them going at all until it was seconds away from the hot tag when he was about to jump in the ring himself. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that was a conscious decision or what, but um, you got you to show some love for your yeah. partner. I understand that was their first time tagging or whatnot, and, yeah. and like, like even kayfabe-wise, they weren't like great friends yet or whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, you got you to show some give a damn. Like you want to get in there and you want to get in that match. You know, reach your hand out constantly yeah. like you want to take the tag, mm-hmm. even when they're not near you. Like, you know, like reach for them to let them know that you're there and yeah. whatnot. And like you said, turn around, look backwards at the crowd, ask for their advice, ask for their support and whatnot. You know, and, and, and in between that, you slap the fucking turnbuckle and you run like a wild man up and down the yeah, apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah god yeah, damn it. Yeah, it yeah. fucking works, it believe does. it or not. Like, yeah, you actually told me one time. You said you said it's the little things when connecting with the crowd. Yeah, because you told me you were like when you were in that cage match and you're about to climb up. A yeah. girl looked at you and said, "Don't die." And you just looked yeah. at her and said, "No promises." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like to <laughs> yeah. that one fan. Yeah, she's like, "Holy shit!" It's total like, personal you, you, experience. You brought, there. Yeah. you brought her in right. to feel this with you. Right. And then I pivot off of that and I say, talking to Luke, you're talking about as a babyface not being like, "Come on and slap the kick the buckles and shit." Luke told me just recently, he's like, "When I'm in the ring." 
and I need to get the fans going, I'll just start bobbing my shoulders. Yeah, He's yeah. like, filling the tempo. Like, yeah. bobbing my shoulders. He goes, most of the time, they'll get it and they'll be like. Yeah. He's like, sometimes I might have to start it with a. Yeah. And then get it going with the shoulders. He goes, but I will not clap in the ring. You'll And you'll see him there, too. Yeah. Fucking pulsating with his veins. Yeah. Just shrugging his shoulders. Yeah, good body language. Yeah, that's how, he, that's how yeah. he does it. So... That's two pieces of good advice, man. So Somebody like, he, probably still that one. And why not? Yeah. I tried it. Man, once. If it works for a there's, there's work n- for the, the just just don't do the uh, I the, you know the I can't stand it when like a baby face starts clapping his hands before the match even starts. Yeah, <laughs> like like Let's that go. bothers the fuck Come out on. of me because I'm just like. God damn it! You haven't done a goddamn thing for these people to cheer. Yeah. You don't need to be clapping your hands, and neither do they. Yet, or they're but, circling, they clap, and then uh, they clap their other person's hand. Like, let's go. Well, you know, I don't care. But like, I, I an, another thing about tag teaming and being on the apron and whatnot. If you, if all you have to offer on that apron is leaning against the rope or the turnbuckle and like watching the match that's in the ring, you're just leaning there, right? You're leaning yeah. over, yeah. supporting yourself up. I'm like. If you're fucking bored, why the fuck should the crowd be anything other than bored, too? So if you have no interest, why should yeah. anyone else? When you're yeah. in tag team wrestling and your partner's in the ring and your partner takes a goddamn double flapjack, yeah. well, I'm saying, say Steven Cruz and Maddox, send Reed off the rope and give Reed a double flapjack. Yeah. If I'm on the apron, when he hits that mat, I'm jumping up like like selling it. Like, ah, yeah. like, oh, come on. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want, I want these fans yeah. to know. That that was painful for him, but it's painful for me to watch my partner go through that. Yeah, you know, as a baby face, because that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I pivot back to people. I, so far, I've said something that you've told me. Yeah. That's pivotal. Something that Luke told me, and now I'm gonna tell you something nasty told me. Yeah. Nasty told me if you don't let the motherfuckers sell and get that sympathy, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get yeah. that goddamn sympathy. So when someone comes in on that hot tag, it means something. Yeah, yeah. They want to see you get your ass beat. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I'm getting off on a fucking. No, that's good advice. Now. That's I mean, good yeah, advice. Yeah, it's good advice. It's always something to hear yeah. and use. So, I just get. I don't know. I just. I start saying that, and then I start thinking about more people that I don't just do get that. So mad. Think about Dusty Go, motherfucker. You could have. I could have gave you a five star match, and you put me in a goddamn shitty tag. I don't care. You could have came to my school. Hey, Cruz was in that tag. That's yeah. Right. He was bitching the whole time too. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell him, I was like, you literally have to do nothing in this match. We're just a palate cleanser before the main. Take your easy-ass payday. And he's like, I want to do this, and I want to do that. Michael, <laughs> Michael Barry's just like, no. Yeah, and Michael then, Barry knew what he wanted to then do. I believe him and Duke got together, and they're like, all right, you're going to take all this shit. And that's yeah. why he did it. They came up with the spot where he just ran the ropes yeah. for like two minutes. Yeah, and it's yeah. like... This match should have been over by now. I think it went like 20 minutes. I was yeah. like, I'm fucking glad it's an elimination match. Jesus. Like, Blow that fucking Dukes. From what I heard, Duke like got him with a big splash. Like, like knocked the shit out of him. Knocked the Duke out of him. That's what that's what I was told. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, well, Kenny, Kenny took offense to it. So Kenny, you know what I'm just like. Yeah. Hey, Kenny's, I mean, Kenny's easy to work. If you don't yeah. piss him off. Like, I've, I've worked him a few times at Compound and been in tag matches with him. And easy to work. I just, I think about the message, work. like, he sent me. I could just read it in his voice. Like, I try to just end the conversation, like, hey man, next time, just come to me, and we'll handle it before you go online. And it goes from that to, yeah man, well, this is what you would have said to me. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, no, how do you know if you didn't come to me? That, I wouldn't just say, no man, fuck it, just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I was like, well, did you go to them and express your concern? You don't understand, bro, I did, I did express my goddamn concern. They didn't give a shit. So, so was he going through puberty during that I conversation? Guess. I give a shit, goddamn. I was getting, a, I got a nut hair, 
and grew, started growing, and I didn't know what to think. It was all itchy down there, and I saw a woman, and it made me excited, and then I saw a boy, and it made me more excited. And then I came. I can do a, I can do a, I can do a backflip and jizz to the air. Jesus oh, Christ. Remember that time I got him on the pod and got him talking? He was like, I have stripped. What the guys fuck? For money. I like, want to go back and it. listen to that episode. <laughs> like, I'm not gay, but I have stripped in front of guys for money. He's giving me money. What do you expect me to do? I remember telling oh, Cruz that. Cruz is like, so he's telling you he's gay for money? <laughs> I'm gay. He's gay for pay. Yeah, gay whatever, for man. pay. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, man. It ain't gay unless your balls touch. That's right. I guess fucking right. You don't know if you like sucking a dick till you suck a dick. (laughs) It ain't gay if it's a three-way, even if it's all guys. Ah, damn. That's pretty fucking gay. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's when it becomes gay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to draw the line after you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The the homo triple threat. John sends me a message this morning, very encouraging, with heart faces and kissy faces. And I said... Was that supposed to go for Britney? He's like, fuck no, I wouldn't send that to Britney. I'm like, that's your wife. I said, yeah, uh, yeah. I sent him some like heart kissy faces and said, your, your, your loyal companionship is the only gift I'll ever need. And he's like, what the fuck? Was that meant for your wife? I was like, god damn it, no. I would never send my wife anything like that. You want to hear something sad? Okay, okay. terrible. Like, this, this is, we, so we went to UW this last weekend. I know we're throwing cake about the window. Uh, fuck matter. it. Britney's birthday, we celebrated on Sunday. So we went floating. And, um, Sam had told me this, and uh, I don't know if Brittany listened to this, but um, we pulled up. We, John and I went and got those balloons for that uh, party, for that yeah. celebration. And Brittany and Sam were working on the garage, which Brittany put my wife through a fucking 100-degree workout in their garage. Oh, my God. But anyway, she, they're doing the workout, and I walk in. Sam Sam texts me and goes, oh, Brittany's like excited for tomorrow. I like, okay, I just kind of shrugged it off. Well, um, that night, we were leaving. She's like, where'd you put the balloons at? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes... Britney seen balloons in the car and she said that's so cool John surprised me <laughs> and and, yeah, right. and she goes she goes Britney's excited for him and I was like those weren't for Britney and she's like she's like are you kidding me she's like no she's like we have to go get Britney balloons she was so excited for him when we showed up the next day we went we went in their house and you did the you did the presents mm-hmm. when John gave her the presents she looked over at Sam and goes I guess those balloons work for me. <laughs> like, she said that. And as soon as we did that, Sam's like, we're going to get balloons right now. Yeah, they went and got balloons. We went to We went out to eat at a restaurant and we were like, what the fuck? Did fucking Josh get fucking lost? Where the fuck did he go? Because he was ahead of us and they actually went and got balloons. Now, I have I didn't know about any of that until yeah. just now. Yeah. So yeah. that does make me feel a little shit. I don't know why it should make me feel shitty though, because <laughs> the balloons were your idea for your gimmick at a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with. with uh, I didn't know she even saw them, and it would, I would have never put two I and two together. But but wait, I have a redemption story. Uh, you might have saw pictures and shit on Facebook, but like you went all out on Wednesday, which was her actual birthday. We celebrated that little party there, but Wednesday was her actual birthday, and I had saved kind of the, the big gift for that day. And um, um, I uh, I was off that day, and she was at work all day. So I went back to the dollar store, and I, and I didn't know about any of that shit. Like you just told me, like so I wasn't doing it out of guilt or nothing. I just wanted to do it for. Her. I went back to the dollar store, and I bought like happy birthday streamers, and I bought a big banner that said happy birthday, and I decorated the whole kitchen up, 
and I had that balloon that y'all had left there. Yeah. I, I left that there. I seen that. I was like, you know, the well. same one. It's the same one. <laughs> one of them died, so I threw it away. But my the one balloon one, the was left. One? Yeah, that one died. God, I good. slashed it through the trash can. But uh, um, they, uh, I left that one, and I, I put I put birthday shit in, and I bought her like a unicorn. I went to the bakery and got her like a gourmet uh, unicorn cupcake or whatever. Because because I made her that cake that we had, but like I didn't have any candles. I, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. My wife is one of those people who's very much like, what's well, my birthday? I have to blow up candles and make a wish. She is that person. So I did feel bad that I didn't have it. But then again, on her actual birthday, though, I went and bought her that like gourmet cupcake. I put a candle in it. She blew it, made out a wish, whatnot. So I did go all out on her actual birthday. But yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know about that balloon story until just now. Yeah. My wife actually, she's seen that on Facebook, and she she looked over, she went laying on the couch, she looks over, she goes, "See, John acts all hard, but look at him, like he's he's actually he actually really does love her." <laughs> it just it just I just uh, every once in a while I'll do stuff like that so I can get some built up like uh, like like love because I know that I'm gonna be shitty the rest of the week. So <laughs> she, she she kept joking, she kept joking the same like. John would say something like just shitty and walk walk away and she'd be like I swear he really loves me <laughs> she, she would like say that to Sam and Sam, Sam's like Sam's kind of you could tell she kind of felt bad and then she was like oh that's just how they are <laughs> you said who I don't remember who I don't remember if you said it or if Zach said it or if Brittany said I don't remember who said this but somebody said something about like like when we left my house that day you like gave Sam a kiss and then got in the car and then yeah, left or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck if she wants a kiss. What the no, fuck are you no, talking about? Got, I'm not I get, fucking. They're in I, working, I don't even cross my fucking line. Out. I walk in, give Sam some money because they're gonna go shopping, give her a kiss and leave. And I walk to the car and John's already in the car. Like, <laughs> and then I get in the car and John's more concerned about getting to Casey's to get a cold cut wrap than he is. You got damn right. I see. I, I see her. Yeah, we'll get into that story later. I, li- I live with her, so I don't give a fuck. But we, did, we had a we had experience at Casey's, by the way. We did. We'll we'll, we'll tell that. This is fucking, this We'll is tell that fucking story someday. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was another one. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, to pivot, you're on this podcast. Pivot back. Pivot back. You know, you're you're going to be getting you know engaged and married and daddied up soon. So yeah. Um, she's she's very supportive of wrestling. It seems like she's yeah. at the shows with you. Like yeah, she's coming to the shows as long as you know she's not too big or uncomfortable to come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of just kicks it, you know, like and actually. Uh, she was really quiet to start, but now, like, she, she's opened up. It's like, she talks to everybody. So yeah, I mean, she didn't know anybody, so, you know, obviously, you know, when you don't know anybody, you're going to be a little more reserved. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got a couple friends now um, that she's, you know, getting along with, Adriana, Adriana and her, or, right on. you know, you can't be around them, or you're going to hear some kind of shit talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny, but sometimes it's about people I don't want to talk about, so. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, it's funny, we got done with the Vertigo show, and she was like, hey, like, or we at the show and she, she just walked up to me and she's like, "Can I have one of your teas?" And I was like, "Oh, like that's not mine over there." I was like, "But if you go over there and tell them, they'll give you one." And I was just like, "That's pretty cool." Like I barely talked to her and like she's just she's comfortable now, which is cool. It's cool because like that's how that's how Sam was when she first started coming to the shows and you know I never really heard Brittany talk, but I only ever seen her at the show with. You're lucky. You were tired. <laughs> <laughs> or you were you were, you were tired. Yeah. Yeah, just out of nowhere. I mean, she. I mean, Brittany used to wrestle. She used to be a wrestler. Yeah, so like, she was. She wrestled for a while, and then she quit. And uh, she didn't have any interest in coming back around wrestling for the most part. She doesn't dislike wrestling by any means, but she didn't really have a reason to go She's anymore. A so. Hall of Famer. Uh, hey, Bubba. Hell yeah! <laughs> get that class ring. Hi there. I didn't even get a fucking UW shirt. God damn it. This yeah. is bullshit. I'm a goddamn original. I put a status up 
leading up to that match, and I was like, this Saturday I'm beat your ass, and I put comma, Bubba. <laughs> on, on my status, and he didn't oh. see it, but I wanted him to. I so. can't read anything now without going in that voice on my head. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. He's like, everybody promote this. It's like, all my fucking people on my Facebook are fucking wrestlers who... Like, they're either working or doing something. That's true. Like, it's like, I'm tired. I can't share you gotta anything. Do, you got to do the thinking face with it. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I just God. tell everybody, great job after it's a shitty match. My great job is awesome. Yeah. Man, I loved it. Sweet. Did you like it? I heard it. <laughs> I said that to Luke and Anarchy. They were like, they're like, did you watch it? I was like, no, I heard it, though. It was pretty, sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> they did have a good match, though, of course. Bra- it, it, Luke, it, Luke's in the ring. It was a good match. It was really good. Brad really loved better. it. Brad loved it. Drake's over there on the side, and Brad's loving it. And Drake's like, <laughs> buy a fucking ticket. <laughs> you know how Drake is? Like, just, Drake just does not give a shit, yeah, and I can yeah. respect that. You know, like, Absolutely. He just says whatever comes to mind. Yeah, like, he doesn't even care. wanted to do in his little run, so he's... Yeah, Got a lot more fun with it. Seems. Absolutely, I'm proud of him too, man. He's hitting the gym and shit too. We need to get Drake back on. I We've know, had him dude, on like, once, but we should have him on. He has so much in his head. We could talk. He has about. a different mentality now. But uh, I want to like. I mean, I don't know how far we are from wrapping this up. Probably a little bit, but like, um, um, Cruz, tell me about some guys that you like to watch right now. I know you told me uh, Brody King and stuff, and uh, or any any mainstream guys, any guys on TV every week that you like to watch. Um. I don't really watch a lot of WWE. I, I don't either, but I just uh, I, I watch like the pay per views. Sure, um, that's exactly how I like I am. NXT. So sure, pretty much pretty much anybody on NXT, I'm right. a big fan of. Uh, just you know, of course they've all been on indies, so we've been yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know them and whatnot. Like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I am kind of excited for AEW because it's going to be something new. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward to uh, All Out tonight. So Absolutely, that should be good. That's gonna um, be good. Yeah, I mean the card looks great, and you know, wait to see. What old timers have to bitch about? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> they bitch about it, but then they show up to fucking be an agent or present a championship or fucking something. When they get it's in inevitable. Money. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. It's pretty cool to see Tully Blanchard with Sean Spears. Though. Sure, that's cool. Yeah, that, I think that's. I mean, I love Cody Rhodes. He's mm-hmm. I love all his matches. He's They're, the fucking man. He doesn't. It's never anything super spectacular. It's mm-hmm. not like Kenny Omega, where you're like, well, I'm gonna be yeah. fucking dead in ten. Yeah, years yeah, yeah. Even keep up with him, but yeah. like. Cody, like I've seen him work people who weren't very good and get a hell of a match out of him. So, you know, he he's a good, he's one of my favorites right now. Cody's a great blend of like traditional wrestling and and being able to also have believable matches with these more like comic books, you know, heavy, super yeah. super spotty guys, you know, nowadays. So, I, I totally agree, and I just love his personality. I love his mindset. I love his business ethic. I love fucking Cody's. Interests. I mean, he fucking loves Metal Gear Solid and dogs. So I mean, Zelda. like me and me and Cody are we're a okay, definitely. Yeah. The only thing I do not like about and I'm liking some AEW. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really do not like is how there's always, always a WWE reference. Yeah, like there's always whether it's the I'm end sure of the show. Sure, there'll be something tonight. You yeah. know, it's just like it's it's always like you know you you see all the time these reports come out to where they're like we're not you know we're just, we're an alternative you know we don't want to be WWE light yeah. but the whole time you're constantly like referencing WWE yeah. you know it's, it's just, a back and forth between them both like WWE isn't going to outright say it sure but I yeah. mean when DX got inducted to the Hall of Fame like you're your yeah, Hall of Fame before was... your biggest show ever then he calls I mean, yeah. he, he puts he puts them over by yeah. calling pissing and company so yeah. they've they've gone back and forth and then moving NXT to TV to two hours oh yeah it's obviously to direct yeah. our program which the only winner is going to be the fans which is sure. awesome yeah. sure sure but I think, neither company is going to go under so no I think I think AEW's got a lot more to work. They they got a lot more work ahead of them. NXT's yeah. already got you know 
yeah. what they've got. It's crazy NXT's been going that long. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think I wanted NXT to be two hours. I think it would be great, but I think if they take it off the network, like, and it turns into like one of those raw things where you can't watch any new raws for like a month on the network. Yeah. Then I think it's gonna hurt the network. Right, right, and right. NXT is really the only reason I keep it. NXT is like the main reason for the network, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that I don't think there's going to be as many call-ups. I think it'll be more its own thing. It'll be, it's going to be the indie promotion, the AEW direct counter. You know, a, now you don't got to bring up Gargano. You know, there's no rush to bring up. You know, there's no bringing up, really. It's like, you know, Undisputed Era can run their thing. Eventually yeah. someone in the Undisputed Era can, you they know, can, Roderick yeah. or Kyle can... You know, face Cole. And they can take some of those guys like, the, like they've already done. They've sent Killian Dane back down and the Tyler Breeze back down and whatnot. And Dane so, goes down there. Yeah, so so I mean, you know, it, it opens up more. It, it opens up good and bad because that also means they could just start sending random other people down there. But it, it is what it is. It, it'll be its own thing. I'm sure they'll think, well, this is on national TV, so we need to fucking send uh, Jeff Jarrett down there and smash a guitar or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, it is what it is. I feel like Triple H is going to try to protect it as much as possible. I hope so. I think I don't think Vince is going to be involved. He's got XFL coming up. I think he's yeah. he's dividing yeah. his resources where they need to go, and you know you got the Fox deal, so that's going to be huge, and that's going to change how they do everything. Like right. Raw isn't. I don't think Raw is going to be the the main priority anymore because it's not. More eyes are going to be on the Fox deal because yeah. it's going to be on broadcast television. And so, I, know, I heard a billion dollars is ridiculous. So, but that's also going to be yeah. you know. What does Fox have to say about it? Like, they're going to have a huge yeah. input on how the product's presented. Right. And so, if they present it like, you know, they do any football and stuff like that, like, you're going to get a really big show feel. Uh, I think my problem with WWE is, like, you get these big arenas for these, you know, basic shows. Yeah. And the crowd just fucking don't give a shit. Yeah. And I think that's what AEW's got the advantage of is because the people who are going there, they're the yeah, fans. they're fired up. It's not just your average fan. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you want to go to this wrestling it show? It looks like more fun. It's like an it NXT crowd. Looks, That's what yeah, it is. And yeah, yeah. They, they, they look like they're having more fun. You know? Well, it's because yeah. WWE's turning... You see it around here all the time. WWE's turned into, well, WWE's in town. Oh, let's get the family. Let's go. You yeah, know, it's, it's like... That's what it is. It's not you're going there. AEW, it's like the fucking guy that's writing the 10-hour red article online is like, it's like, all right, fucking AEW, let's go. Like, they're going... They're ready, they're ready to rock. My thing about AEW is that... Yeah, these shows have been successful, you know, all out, of course, and all in, and double or nothing, and all these, you know, supermarks, which is what a lot of the fans are, they fly there, they'll spend their money to go there, but once they find out that the show's going to come to them, it makes me wonder how AEW's going to present it to make it different. You know, like, are they going to do, like, quarterly pay-per-views, or are they going to do, you know, every every two months? You know, or are they going to have the biggest show of the year, or are they gonna just going to avoid that from WWE, you know, like... Yeah. Is all out there? I've heard him reference a couple times now. The biggest show for AEW, all out. Is that what it's going to be? Is that going to be their mania? Like I don't know. I guess only oh. time will tell. Yeah, I think uh, with AEW right now, if you look at where they're doing their TVs, they're hitting those East Coast towns that are already have already have a big indie presence anyway, like Philly, Boston. Yeah. So those places like Philadelphia, you know, you're going to sell it out. Chicago, you're going to get great crowds there. Yeah. But if they, if they if AEW is to come to Tulsa and be like, hey, we're going to run at the BOK, you know. Raw and SmackDown don't draw that well no. there. Yeah, like house shows don't draw that well. I mean, you go there and it's pretty empty. Yeah. So I mean, it's just Oklahoma has been a dead territory for fucking forty you years. Can, you can spot Burnham across the arena. Yeah, they come. They <laughs> yeah. come. They come here every now and then with a fucking VCR yeah, recorder on his shoulder. If they stay to their market, like their area where they know they'll get fans in, once they get it bigger, they'll. they'll I think they'll be fine. But 
couple shows out west, they'll do great. But I don't see him really doing anything in the Midwest, like maybe a Dallas show, but they'll keep Dallas it Dallas would be cool, yeah. Maybe um maybe going to like North Carolina in some old NWA territory. Yeah. Oklahoma's just sometimes it's good, sometimes it sucks. Mm-hmm. I went to a SmackDown a couple years ago and it was Road to WrestleMania and Nothing. I mean, it was empty as shit. Yeah. I mean, mainly it's ticket prices because uh, we went to a house show a couple years ago, and for thir- three rows back, it's not TV, it was $300 a person. Uh-huh. I mean, to sit three rows back yeah. by the ring for a non-televised show. The oh. best part about that show was the night before Red Hot Chili Peppers had played in town, nice. and the drummer... Uh, got comp seats to sit front row, and oh, him yeah. and Jericho had like a little <laughs> thing, <laughs> and so we we're like, you know, we're like 15 feet from the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was like, I marked out for him more than anybody else. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it's cool. I got to see Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? You know? um, and this will be out tomorrow, so the news will be out. Who do you think's winning the first AEW championship tonight? And the reasoning behind it. I know you're very articulate. I think you so. would put it on Hangman Page to establish him. Because, I mean, Jericho's done everything, but, I mean, realistically, you look at Hangman Page, he's like 28, 27. Yeah. I mean, he's in great shape. Uh, Jericho's in his 40s, you know. I think, it, honestly, I'd just go with Hangman just because of that. You want to establish your first yeah. champion as somebody who's legitimate. Who else to legitimize him than Chris Jericho, who is you know, probably our generation's, you know, uh, Ric Flair, honestly. Like, he's mm-hmm. done everything, and he keeps going, yeah. and I don't see him stopping despite major injury or anything I think he'll like go that, well so. into his 50s. Um, now, to counter that, I think the other argument could be with them being on TV is that the TV, the network itself, might want a, you know, a established draw as the champion. I don't star. think he'll keep the title. He'll drop yeah. it. I think he'll drop it like pretty early. Yeah, but, I just didn't know like what their I mean, thought process. Old be. school, you know, you want the you know face to chase, you know, the baby to chase yeah. the title. So also, you're right, establishing their own name versus a next WWE guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that too. Like that's why I'm I'm really excited about the Omega Pac match. Like oh, once yeah. they announced that, I was like, well, that's gonna be fun. There's your show stealer. <laughs> I'm not a Moxley fan. I mean, I know John, you've. I don't think his liked. styles would match. I Omega have as well. only liked Moxley since he left WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I never liked I never liked Dean Ambrose a fucking day of his career. I thought he was by far the most uninteresting member of the Shield. Yeah. I'll take Roman Reigns any day of the week over him. Like, uh, um, but uh, Moxley, I, I and you know it's not even like what he's done because I, I can't necessarily pinpoint what he's been doing besides for the fact that he's just out there like he's just regularly wrestling in the states and in New Japan like he's just fucking just bouncing back and forth so quickly but. It was that fucking podcast, man. That fucking podcast that he did with Jericho. I just, I enjoyed the fuck out of his listening to him speak freely. It gave him a yeah. lot of buzz. It, it made me be like, wow, this dude, this dude kind of like he has he has the mindset that I want in a top performer. He sounds like CM Punk, you know, back in the day when Punk was happy. He sounds like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson when he was that. You know, he, like he where it's like, guess what? Yes, it is about making money. It really is, but. There's also a part of me that really loves the art of this, and I want to express myself freely. And no matter how much money I'm making in WWE, like I'm pretty fucking depressed doing it. Yeah. So like I, I respect the fuck out of someone who's like it, it's not it's not all about the money. Like it, it, there is a part of me that wants to express myself artistically as a professional wrestler. So um, I, I respected the fuck out of him after that. And uh, anyway, 
I'm sad that he's out, but I think that Omega versus Pac is going to be a goddamn spectacle. I think they are going to, hopefully neither one of them dies, because I'm sure they're going to do some fucking wild shit. You know, I, uh, Kenny Omega cut a really good promo, too. On, he? Yeah, he cut a really good promo on Moxley. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I saw part of it. I it saw, was long. I saw it was just really a, good. Though. I saw like just a, a clip of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Kenny has a way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. I, I just like hearing him talk. Yeah. You know, he carries himself very proper. His, like, his words are very, you know, articulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that about him. I think that's an intriguing. He's, he sounds he sounds very assured. Like he, he speaks he speaks like yeah. very confidently. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like that. Definitely. Yeah. So, he, like I was telling you earlier, um, Zach and I put up like a seminar he did up on TV, and it's so funny. He's like he's like get in the ring with me if you would. Like how he would talk. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. You know, like he'd be like, I honestly don't like bumping. He's like, why would I bump unless it means something? Yeah. I'm not gonna get hurt. I'm a pussy. That's what he. That's what he said. He's like, I'm a pussy. Like I do not care. Like so, he was just doing this seminar and these guys were just watching. It was so. I dig it. Yeah, I'll it was, have to look that up. His 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 thought process in the business is so different. And you kind of hit it earlier. You were like, you know, good guy and bad guy. And that's what he said. He goes, he goes, I'm not in this to do the standard good guy bad guy. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm in this to do what appeals to me. Right. He's like, and I've been fortunate enough to make a living off doing what appeals to me. And That's kind of, I mean, that that is kind of the philosophy that, and I don't know that I've executed it properly, but that is the philosophy of, like, my current run. Like, like I said, like, like, even in, like, UWE, it's not that, like, I'm coming out to save fuel from you or whatever. I personally don't really give a fuck what you do to fuel. It's, it's more about, like, you know, I'm 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 after the egos or what. like you know like the the whole. It's not necessarily that I'm a good guy or a bad guy, um, regardless of like you know playing the role of the babyface or whatnot. It's more about just like doing what works for you, like what exactly yeah. works for your character's interests or whatnot. So, um, anyway, yeah, that is a mentality that I enjoy, where it doesn't have to be pure black and white yeah. heel babyface. And I'm not talking about. Um, tweeners. I I've, I've, I've always gone on record saying that there is no such thing as a fucking tweener. I don't believe in that. Um, uh, even like, you know, people always use Stone Cold as the, uh, the great example or whatnot. I was like, no, he was a heel and then he was a baby face. It was, there was no middle ground. When people started cheering him, he was a fucking baby face. That's as simple as that. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You don't have to, you don't call him a tweener just because he's flipping people off and, and, and people are cheering for him now. He's officially a baby face. He's just, He's just got a different style. It was new. It was different. So, anyway, got off on something there, but that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's what, that's I mean, I recommend do. definitely watch it. Did, the, it was it was a great little seminar. I'm gonna watch it. What was it? Was it part of the AEW thing? No, you have to get. It was just on YouTube. It was something on YouTube. I kind of want to talk to Zach. It is. It's fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll find it. I want to listen to it. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's, his his way of doing things is just great. Anyway, we're uh, we went we went a while now. We yeah, all, we all three definitely got our talking points it's almost in. Almost fourth third Um Let's just throw. John and I are gonna we're gonna do a little impromptu. I want you to give your first response back to what we say. I'm gonna say a word, and he's gonna say a word, and I'm oh, gonna fuck. say a word. And he's I'm gonna not prepared at all. Okay, <laughs> either am I. We're going. No, wait, wait, wait. I just want to say, is, famously, when we play this game, and I have no list in front of me, the things that come out of my mouth. Are fucked up. So yeah, right. it, it is what it is, and we're just gonna go back and forth. And Cruz is gonna give a quick few word response. <laughs> and um, this is like promo class because when you cut a promo, you're, okay. just, you're just saying okay. shit. You're just saying shit on the fly. That makes anyway. sense. So we're just gonna say some random things. And you just talk back. All right. First thing, Miracle Whip. <laughs> miracle Whip. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> That's foul. I hate Miracle Whip. Um, 
the Beyond Burger. Never tried it. If you had to let one wrestler and I'll come and piss on you, who would it be? <laughs> God oh, damn. That's supposed to be the last one. <laughs> and we're, just, we're just bringing people in. Uh, whoever the most hydrated is at the time. <laughs> it's, it's him. That's a great, that's a, that's Holy a, him. That's a great answer. He's got right four there. bottles of piss in, in Haskell's bag right now. now. They were bright yellow. Dude. They probably glow in the dark. Jesus Christ. This dude gets a headache every week and has to drink like seven <laughs> gallons of fucking water. Um, what do you think about... Uh, um, Tommy Dean's dad's foot. Oh my god. You know Tommy listens to this, right? Like that's awful. Hey, nothing I can say is any worse than anything fucking Kilbane would say at any given moment to his face. That is so, true. so that's absolutely true. Did you see pictures of the foot? Uh no, I did not. I'll text you later. <laughs> oh that is goddamn awful. I've seen seen people with gangrene on their feet and uh yeah, it's pretty gross, so... Uh, Alright, we're going we're gonna to pivot off now. We're going to talk about the other Dean. You commented on his status whenever he said he was leaving the UW. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> oh. your opinion. Oh, on Jerry Storm? You know, I, I had one match with him at BPW. Storm. Uh, he's a better worker than what he looks like, for sure. I agree 100%. Now, I was really hoping that, you were going to say, he's a better worker than Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to straight up say that. Tommy's fuming listening to this. <laughs> Honestly, I think him and, him and his brother should be a tag team. They should have Tom and Jerry shirts made up. <sighs> yes. Why the fuck have they not done that before? I think it would be That's great. That's a great idea. But, You're booking okay, X7. I mean, honestly, he's like, back to Jerry Storm. Um, that whole shit, that's just not understanding anything about where you're at in the yeah, car, yeah, understanding yeah. what you do. He doesn't invest himself. He doesn't have a work ethic. If you're re- if you're listening to this and you're a wrestler who ha- does not have a job, a driver's license, a car, get that shit in order before you start fucking wrestling. No shit, right? You know, because, you know, you can't do anything in Oklahoma without a car. You mm-hmm. need to have a job to do shit, especially if you have children. Yeah. So, if you know who you are, then fucking pay attention. Yeah, and, if, <laughs> and here's another thing for you guys. If you bitches don't shower, John has openly posted you can come shower at his house. What the so, fuck? So, like, cash in on that. What yeah. just happened? Him, come get a hot shower at John Cross's well, house. this has been What Can You Offer, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it, because this is the last fucking episode we're ever going to do if that's the kind of goddamn advice we're giving out. God damn it! Fucking Zach is breathing in my fucking ear. I hate this fucking place. I hate this town. Cruz, you have uh, some social media you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I am on uh, Twitter at uh, Ombre Lobo Cruz. Ombre Lobo. Uh, like maybe head whip. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> <laughs> that, that knocked me off my seat. I was like, Are you Hispanic? Uh, it's uh, Portuguese descent. Oh, oh I like okay. it. I got gotcha. uh, I like it. So, uh, and then, Cruz. Cruz is his last name. So, I mean, yeah. It, actually, ironically, it, uh, Portuguese Cruz, my last name translates to Cross. So, nice. Kind of Ooh, you guys are related. <laughs> nice. No, probably not. You guys should be a tag team. No, but, uh, uh, Instagram is Cruz is a Zodiac Killer. Um, I just post random shit on there. Facebook's my private one. So, yeah, and your face fucking private Facebook posts random shit too. <laughs> yeah, he'll post shit, and I'll just think to myself like, "Yep, this is the That's damn. True. This it's is just, the damn I'm blocking." Like, just, <laughs> this is the damn. It is just like random memes God, and shit, damn. which I love. I enjoy. We're going to uh, we're going to get back together, Cruz. We're going to do another episode. Uh, Alex can be here if he wants to, but me, you, and Travis are going to do a all horror all day horror movie episode I think because I'm sick because that <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to talk about I started to bring some up today but I, I didn't what's your favorite horror movie just throw that out there uh, favorite horror movie of all time has to be The Thing 
fucking A, man. Well, we're right there. We're right there. Josh Does it make me weird if I say House of Wax? (laughs) 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 That was a joke. I like White Claw. I'm turning this shit off. (laughs) Thanks, guys.